All right, thanks. thanks Let's jam it out. Finding day one. We're back. <laughs> Megan, we're back. We're back. Welcome back, Megan. I love it. How's it going? Yeah, living the dream. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And all the holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, okay, Happy National Signing Day. Happy National Championship. Happy National it's Championship. It is, it, is it is volleyball. A, it is a good time to be a Texas Longhorn, it my is, friend. It is. It is really. It's really a good time. So we, we'll get into it today. We'll talk about the Texas volleyball. Yeah. The, all the charity work that the great charity work that some of the players have um, had over the weekend. We'll talk about that. Of course, National Signing Day. You got a lot. And got a lot I, to talk about there. I wrote Ooh. the list in the order they committed. <laughs> well, the order they were announced, right? Yeah. It was planned for them to, you know, come out throughout the day, throughout mm -hmm. the morning. The panic that Ryan Wingo got to sleep in and that sent the world <laughs> sent the world in a panic. Well, Longhorns, that, at least. That's I for mean, sure. I guess he slept good knowing he's going to be a Longhorn. Right. No, no stress about it. Texas Twitter was stressing, but yep, yep. we'll talk about that. We have a very special guest after we will do some bowl games. Yep. Um, but we have a very special guest. And a lot of Longhorns, um, some of the Longhorns on Twitter may know uh, Ms. Diana Wisdom. <laughs> and we're invited her today because last night, UTSA, won their first ever bowl game. Well, her son is Rashad Wisdom, who is Love one it. of the leaders on that team. And she um, has a fa wonderful foundation for her older son who passed mm -hmm. from cancer. And that's how a lot of um, Longhorns fans, know yeah. her. A lot, yeah. a lot of Texas fans know her because it was a community of support for her family. Mm -hmm. And her family's just become such an inspiration. And she is a, just an outgoing, fun mama. And, you know, we love, love the Longhorn. It. We love the Texas mamas, including UTSA, UTSA. mamas. All in the family. So in the she's going to come talk with us about recruiting, about <laughs> her foundation, about building Jeff Trailer, yeah. Coach Trailer, and building UTSA and the role of her son. Um, played along with the quarterback, Frank Harris, the book role they played to build this UTSA program along with the staff. So that's going to be fun. So if you know UTSA fans, um, let them know. We're going to be talking to Mama Wisdom yeah, um, yeah. in the 4 o'clock hour. So that'll be fun. We have so much to talk about. A lot going on. And, yes, Jack, it is. This is a lot like an old-school Santa duster that's burnt it's orange. head to toe. Head to toe. Um, zips up. Yeah, it's a proper Santa. I just figured it's Mary Footmas. And so and you know where she got it from? This one made I it. I made it. <laughs> I sewed it for yeah, her. Yeah, amazing. A long time ago. It was, yeah, it was a long, it was a few years ago. Yeah. And it's like long oh, all I still the way rock to the this ground. Thing all the time. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah, yeah that's nice. a fun, fun <laughs> Christmas. Chris, well, I know everyone has all the different holidays. They celebrate. You eat. We celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, what are you doing for? Do you already know your plans? Because it's this weekend. Yeah, I'm. I know, which I am not ready for it. Like I don't have my shopping done. I don't have things ready or in order. But I'm actually going to be dog sitting for a couple folks, right. and then um, my family lives close, so we'll pop over to my sister and brother in laws, see the niece and nephew, and then I'll spend some time at the family at my parents' place too. So good. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a good time. Yeah, and you have to get ready for New Year's Day, heading to the Sugar Bowl. Every, everybody's headed to the Sugar Bowl. Oh, I know, except that, me, I won't. I'm not that new well you're taking a pretty big I'm, trip tomorrow yeah so we we planned this back in march April, march or june uh march or june <laughs> march or april um so we are going to be in south africa for mm -hmm. a little over two weeks and it takes we leave thursday evening it's saturday morning that you show up that their time <laughs> that we finally get long flight long layover long flight and then into a smaller plane to the town where we go and you've been there before there yeah. are wonderful wonderful friends that yeah. you know mm -hmm. we get to stay like locals while we're there and stay with our friends which is really cool 
And then um, New Year's Day, we fly over to Cape Town. Uh -huh. But we will be all settled in with the Sugar Bowl. I like Even it. if I have to watch it on my phone. So what We're going to set it up on a TV somehow. We'll, we'll figure. What time is it going to be in Cape Town? Three or four in the morning. So, so if they're eight hours ahead. So yeah. if the game is 8 p.m. here, mm -hmm. it'll be 4 a.m. there <laughs> first. But that's not, that's not that bad to get up at 4 a.m. Yeah. But we have to get up at 1 a.m. because... The, we have to see like Alabama, Michigan. Right. So right. you're gonna have a long night. <laughs> oh, that's fine. We can sleep better. Get sleep plenty of rest dead. before it. Sleep right? when we're dead. But you, we can't miss these games. Absolutely not. I, I thought about just watching the Michigan Alabama game mm -hmm. later, you know, mm -hmm. and and like stream it later. The internet will ruin but it for I, you. Yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't matter if I know who won. It doesn't matter because I right. need to know who Texas is going to play in the championship game. I like the confidence. <laughs> I like the confidence. But uh, anyway, but either way. It'll be 4 a.m. for us, yeah. and we'll be up watching the game. So Bright and early. Bright and early. I like it. Well, I'll be harassing you via text. Make sure you got that Wi-Fi oh, hooked up. Oh, so I will I'm... be I will be watching. <laughs> okay. But the biggest news of the weekend, of course, national championship. National championship, Congratulations, man. ladies. I got to I gotta love it. I was out uh, checking on the Longhorns when uh, the game was on. Mm -hmm. So Gabriel got nice and comfy. That's my, my big steer. He's probably – he's pushing about 1,800 pounds right now, so – giving him good rub down saying, Hey buddy, what's up? And he got nice and comfy and laid down. So I figured I'd get nice and comfy Perfect time lay down with the Like, so I was literally leaning on an actual longhorn watching the, the game on my phone, uh, ended up at a, a little place in Rockdale and ran into some old friends, made some new friends. Oh, cool. But it was exciting the to burger see. Place? No, no. Oh. Uh, this was actually a little, it's called the, uh, East, East bell tap. Uh, out there, yeah, out in Rockdale. It was a really cool spot. Okay, um, but it was great because I walked in and they already had the volleyball national championship on, which was oh, nice to cool. see, man. It, so. Especially because it was during the NFL games, you mm -hmm. know. So you have to compete with the NFL games at the same time. And I know, like my Titans Texans, our Titans Texans game went to overtime. Mm -hmm. So I was like go, trying to go back and forth and pausing the volleyball, like I'm gonna get to the volleyball catch up live. Yeah. So, but it was just it was so much. But what? What a game. It was incredible. Texas goes in mm -hmm. and dominates. Again, as the yeah. underdog. It's always weird for me to say a team is an underdog. Back -back. Yeah, back to back. Yeah, That's when right. they're defending champions. They're defending right? national championships. And we get it. This was supposed to be a reloading year. Right. Right. And as he always does, Jared Elliott kept kept this team ready and they got hot at the right time. And mm -hmm. they came in and uh, you know, Texas really truly dominated. Nebraska is an excellent volleyball team. Um, have historically been. There was a, a thing saying that both Texas and Nebraska have been to five regionals, like Natties, mm -hmm. in the past nine years. Yeah. Each. That's crazy. Like that. That's they own women's volleyball. Yeah, it's just crazy stuff. So, but shockingly enough, Texas had never beat Nebraska to win the national championship and all that changed on Saturday. Was so, so. It was so, it was so good. It was exciting for, you know, Skinner and O'Neill and uh, they, it was just, mm -hmm. just a dominating performance I mean, to sweep number one, Nebraska after only dropping two sets in the last two games against number one, number one, they have to go through number one seeds to, to win it all. Right. It's just, it was so impressive. And, you know, I think a really special moment, we talked about this when uh, we were watching one of the nights was, you know, Asia O'Neill's, um, dad, Jermaine, yeah, yes, Jermaine O'Neill. To see how I mean, just 
he's been competed at the highest level in his sport, you know, mm-hmm. as an NBA athlete and just how, yeah, just how he's in every moment. Mm-hmm. So proud of his daughter. And when he talks, you know, in the interviews, he just, he couldn't be more proud, you know, like yeah. how much, I mean, they all have, you know, of course, parents that are just in law in love and involved. And, but it's really special when people have competed at the highest level and they know what it takes to win a championship. So th- yeah. I thought that was pretty, yeah, it's very, always special to see that. Very cool. Now, did you happen to catch, the comments by the Nebraska head coach, uh, Cook, John Cook, I think it is. Did you yeah, catch his little? I kept seeing people put John Cook, John Cook, and I was like, John Tay Cook, what is he saying? And I was like, oh, they're talking about John Cook. Cook. Yeah. yeah, mad about transfers, winning with transfers. Yeah, yeah. so now I will say this. That was a that's a pretty hard-nosed question to ask a coach with his players there. You know, the reporter said, how do you feel about, you know, Texas was, you know, they came in and won in a pretty solid fashion. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And you've, you know, apparently this coach has made some comments about the transfer portal before and just salty, salty, salty. He yeah. comes in and says, you know, here at Nebraska, we like to, you know, Texas's thing is they go to the portal and they, they get players that are already developed at Nebraska. We like to develop players. I'm like, okay, man, first of all, Lexi son says, hello. Yeah. What's up? Like, Nebraska takes portal players. They just don't do it as well as Texas. So I, I don't know. It just came across to me again. The timing of the question was rough. I'll give I'll grant them that. Yeah, it's always tough to have to go to a press conference after you just lo- got swept, right? Swept. swept and not just swept, like beat down in a national champ. But they made them quit. Yeah. It they and I hate to say this about strong women athletes. They you know, but if you're gonna say about the men when it falls apart, you gotta say it about the women. Mm-hmm. It looks like they quit and they didn't have an answer. Yeah, I would I would agree with that whole Right. They didn't have an answer. And then when you know the favorites all year, you know, just number one throughout the year. So for them to go and and just be Texas did that to them. Yeah. Right. Texas put them in the position where they had no answer. Yeah. Texas played so well. They literally they they demoralized a Nebraska team. Right. And you could see and then it. have to go to a press conference after that. It's no, tough get it. for anyone. I get it. That, but to use it as a time to, you know, he's had those comments in the back of his mind because he used it at that time to say it. Right. But, right. Well, and again, I, you had brought up a good point. You also wonder, he probably already knew. So Whitney, I think you say her, uh, Lawnstein? Lawnstein? La- Lawnstein? I don't know how you pronounce her last name. Lawnstein. If anyone knows, let us know. Lawnstein. But she just, tra- she announced that she was transferring from Nebraska to Texas. <laughs> and they had another one into the port. Right. <laughs> and so you've got to, you've got to wonder a little bit if, you know, coach already knew that that was coming. And yeah. so that kind of added insult to injury with the question. Right. Um, but yeah, either way, it, it came off to me a little bit like sour grapes in that moment. Um, but again, well, good luck to her because she yeah. she posted a photo of her and I guess her partner. I don't know if they're married or not, but her and her partner and a baby. Yeah, that's pretty amazing to come back and play at a high. Cl- the demands of a col- college schedule as a student already, mm-hmm. and to add on the demands of the sport too, mm-hmm. and with the young baby, I wish her the best. That's yeah. going to be it'll be great. Well, that's going to be like the little mascot of the team. That little baby. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. Well. Yeah. Again, hats off to Texas volleyball. It was an incredible most watched volleyball uh, match of any time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was 1.2 million. And this was up against NFL. This was up against, you know, a random 2 p.m. game yeah. on a Saturday. So hats off to Texas volleyball. Back to back natties. Texas is a volleyball school. 
give me a week and Dynasty. I'll, I'll, yeah, it's, Dynasty. it's pretty incredible. I mean, they've made all these elite eights, all these final fours, competed for national championships. And like you mentioned a few minutes ago, this was supposed to be reloading. Mm -hmm. it, to expect them to get to the final four was amazing. Mm -hmm. To get to the championship, it just kept like kept nothing building. to lose, nothing right. to lose. Let's go. And what an exciting they match. They were just hot at the right time. I mean, exactly. They Texas were hot just at came the right on time. at the right time. So I will say this. So JDH, you said, you know, Austin, Texas or Lincoln, Nebraska. Nobody really wants to live in Nothingville. Let me say this. I will defend Lincoln a little bit. <laughs> Lincoln and Omaha are actually really pretty fun places. And Omaha is only Maybe for a weekend. But would you want to live I there? I could live there. I could live there. I like ATX better. Don't get me wrong. Like I was born and raised here. There's, but it's like brutal, brutal winters. But I think people brutal winters. I like, would also argue though that like people, like Lincoln to me feels a little bit like Austin did twenty years ago, right? Like it's a college town for sure. But there's still a lot going on. Omaha's but, just up the road. Yeah, there's, I don't ever. I, it, I it consider Austin, rap. and I grew up here my whole life. I consider Austin more a city with a college, mm -hmm. not a college town. Yeah, no, I agree. So I agree. The whole our whole world is revolve around there being a college. And it absolutely does there. Yeah, no exactly. Question. But which is a good thing if you go there, like the way they did the football stadium for the volleyball team. That was amazing. And yeah. that's their whole world, right? But again, the argue, what I would offer, mm. Omaha is not that far away. There's a ton to do there, a ton of concerts. I actually saw Nelly in Omaha. I know, Nebraska. but to say this town is great because you can get to that town. I'm just, that's like I'm when, just, I'm just yeah. saying people are knocking Lincoln like it's a terrible place. I will defend no, I'm Lincoln. I'm saying it's a terrible place. I know. It's probably, I wouldn't live there. I'm just saying it's. I, I could, I could live there if I wasn't as obsessed with Texas. It's a little bit harder to get to Austin. Well, good from Lincoln than it is from Austin. How are the breakfast so. tacos? They're actually decent. Mm. They're actually decent. They're not. They're not Austin. How's the good. brisket? <laughs> They, okay, that's. I know it's a different style of barbecue. Well, they don't really do barbecue, but the yeah. steaks there are phenomenal. Yeah. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them that. They know how to raise some cattle. It's okay. all that cone. cone. <laughs> it's all that cone. So. Okay, so everybody's it. saying Austin in the '80s. Yeah, yeah. Austin in the '80s was great. It did kind of have that that vibe for sure. So okay. anyway, congrats, ladies. Amazing. Yep. Absolutely. Good times. So. so. All right. So another thing that happened, a couple of things that happened this weekend. Some of the Texas football players had some charity mm -hmm. events, and we were able to go to one Friday night. Yeah. Hosted by Hayden Connor, and that was at the the Mutts called Mutts. Yeah, Mutts Cantina. Okay. How cool was that place? I have, had you ever been there before? No, because I don't. That's really far north. For yeah. Me. And yeah. so. It was rainy and drizzly, but by the time everybody got there, it was, it, you know, cleared up. And mm -hmm. It was really nice, a little bit chilly, but nice. Mm -hmm. And it's in mostly outdoor. Mm -hmm. It's an outdoor area. They have a kitchen and a little bar, and it's a huge dog. It's a dog park. Dog like, it's a dog park, but like a fancy dog park yeah. with a bar. Yeah, and and, and, and cabanas, and, yep, and, and good food, and a stage, like a, a stage, and stage. a water park, a doggy, a doggy water, water park. park. Yeah, I, it, was, it was cool. It was amazing. They have different areas for, I guess, when it's more mm -hmm. full for different size dogs, mm -hmm. but massive place for them to run. All the lounge chairs, food, like you know, uh, tenders, whatever, chicken tenders. Yeah. I don't remember all they had. Nachos. Yeah. I don't remember all they had, but full bar. Yeah, it was a it was cool a place. Great spot. It was very cool. Margaritas were really good. The margaritas were good. And at, I was cracking up the whole time. So a lot of players came. And again, I want to give a shout out to Hayden for coordinating that, for organizing yes. it, setting it up. And yes. then the players that <laughs> that said that they were going to be, uh, be there, it wasn't just like the, oh, hey, 15 minutes, show up, sign a couple autographs, take off. 
they were there for the full two hours. Yes, engaging with everyone. So, you know, Chip and Zay were talking about Jake Majors earlier. He was there. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, Hayden Connor was there. David Benda. David Benda. Kelvin Arch Banks Manning. Jr. Yep. And Arch Manning showed up, too. Mm -hmm. And he was he was awesome, man. It was really, really great to see him. I can say David Benda cracked me up. I wish that we had more David Benda because he was over there. Did you catch him taking pictures with his own phone with people's dogs? Oh, cute. Like he was so happy to see the dogs. He's taking selfies with other people's dogs on his mm -hmm. phone. He was all about it. It was a lot of fun. That was a good turnout. Yeah. And we need to give a shout out to one of our Twitter friends. Yes. I want to say a, a massive thank you to the Georgetown PetSmart. Uh, Yolanda, who is the assistant manager up there, actually reached out to me on Twitter. She had seen that Hayden was, you know, holding his event. And so she said, hey, let's go ahead. And PetSmart has Georgetown has some stuff that we'd like to donate. I'm thinking, oh, that's great. A box of toys or, you know, some leashes and stuff. Mm -hmm. We got there and girl, it was eight industrial sized bags, massive, massive bags, big bags of, of pet toys and of regular toys. And then also like five big boxes of leashes and harnesses and all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. So again, Yolanda, thank you. You are amazing. Truly appreciate you and, and PetSmart, uh, Georgetown's generosity mm -hmm. and everybody that showed up, man. Everyone so showed many people out. Brought, it, it was such a successful event. We posted some photos, but there's mm -hmm. a whole patio area with mm -hmm. multiple picnic tables. Five or six picnic tables in a row were just overloaded yeah. with gifts and donations and, and it all benefited the Austin Animal Center so right. that was that and was they really say they cool. don't get as much attention as the bigger pet right. charities so right. that was really nice of Hayden to work with them mm -hmm. and they set up a table they had you know some dogs yeah. that were available for adoption there or you know so people could meet some of the dogs they work with it was it went it was really cool. well it was great and then yeah. of course Vernon Big Broughton turnout. yeah Vernon mm -hmm. Broughton has hit his event down in Houston uh so uh you know, a ton of people donated for that as well. So again, I just, I just really want to commend these players for taking their time and really using giving back their to, platform, using their to, platform and right. giving back to the community. It was, it was very, very cool. Yeah. Vernon so. and Broughton, they were, uh, that, uh, you know, Yolanda Broughton's family, they mm -hmm. were a, and another family with a player. I forget, well, I forget his name, but he goes to BYU mm -hmm. and running back at BYU. They worked together and they were able to donate over, a hundred, they were for over a hundred children from 60 different families, right. bikes and toys and all kind of clothing, all kind of things that yeah. the families needed. So yeah. good job, Houston area for yeah. getting that done. It was great, great, great to see. Always love that during the holidays where you see mm -hmm. the, the charity and the giving and, you know, some of the kindness come out to try to overpower some of the maybe not so kindness that we see the rest of the year. So yeah. pretty well, cool to see. You know, it was pretty cool to see. Hmm. Um, that it was National Signing Day one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So very, like, very smooth segue Texas, there. That's, Texas mm, should end up with a top five <laughs> class again. Um, there was a flip away from Texas, mm -hmm. but overall, it was flips or commitments to Texas. Mm -hmm. And there's still a name out tonight that may or may come, to, may or not, may choose Texas or Aggie tonight. Ty Anthony Smith will find out at 6:30 p.m. But you want to get into the people that chose Texas today? Yeah, I dig it. So first on the board, we had Jarrett Gibson. Uh, Jarrett Gibson. Jarrett Gibson. Yeah. So again. IMG Academy, five-star running back. Starting at 7 o'clock in the morning. Man, that is too early. Oh, oh. And so early. It was probably sent in before, but they the earliest <laughs> they could like announce it is right. 7 0 But I'm, I'm, we can go over them in the order that Texas football sure, released to, yeah. the names because – um, they chose That's this what way. was coming through. Yeah. And then, so a kicker, and apparently, I don't know how to 
pronounced. I've heard it pronounced two different ways. Saint Saint Thomas Aquinas and Saint Thomas Aquinas. I don't know how it's pronounced, but they are known. They're like kicker you for the high schools. Mm -hmm. And Michael Kern, we got a punter mm -hmm. from the high school, so that's mm -hmm. good. He was next, and then QB. Yeah, we got Trey Owens. And listen, man, Trey Owens has been one of the most vocal. Like we knew he was committed. He's funny too. He's, on Twitter. <laughs> he's a hoot, man. And he's been all about some Texas. He's been mm -hmm. helping to recruit, uh, really vocal. And one of the cool things, you want to pull this up if we can. We're gonna try try a new thing, y'all. So bear with us. Uh-oh. One of the neat things that we that we saw was um we saw, yeah, we we're trying to pull it up. There was a billboard, and I'm really curious if folks out there know, is this a billboard that Texas put up? Or is it a billboard? Like, who put this billboard up? That's my. That's what I'm. I'm wondering about. Oh, you know why? Because I need to open it in the Google. Oh, keep going. That's all right. Anyway, don't worry about it. No, I'm gonna get it. So, uh, uh, yeah. So it's just really cool. There's there's a huge billboard just outside of Katy, which of course Trey Owens is from, um, that talks about the signing class and talks about. Uh, you know, is can get it? Are we are we close? I'm gonna I'm gonna try. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, yeah. we'll throw it in the comments. But it was really really cool. But I'm curious if anybody out there knows was that something that Texas put up? Um, did they do that for a few of the recruits, or was that something that like his family oh, did? I think I got it. All right, let's well, see. Let's see. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> there it is. So, so, oh yeah, it's it's uh here. Click on that. Okay. Yeah. Nope. There yeah. we go. Uh, so All yeah, right. it was just a really cool thing. Um, neat okay, to see. Let me get out of that. Yeah. Just well, I almost had it. it. You had it. <laughs> you had it for two seconds. That's all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a neat thing. But I'm really curious if it was going to be like who put that up because Trey uh -huh. was excited to see it. Texas football retweeted it. Just a cool thing to see. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Carlos. I, I remember seeing that too. Missouri did the same thing uh, in Pine Bluff for a couple of guys that signed. So I'm just wondering how many of these made it up. But yeah, that was really, that was really neat. So Trey Owens, he won the Houston area, like offensive mm -hmm. player of the year, which is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. um, and when he posted some photos last weekend at the banquet, I think it was last, maybe Friday night, it was a banquet mm -hmm. and Sark, coach Sark was there and coach Sark is a tall guy. He was a D one quarterback too, six ish, yeah. six foot ish. Yeah. And Trey Owens is six five. That's crazy. So I don't know if there's any more room for him to grow, but the kid is <laughs> he'll huge. fill out. He'll fill out, right? Yeah, but the, the billboard in Katie was pretty cool, and that that's a cool way to um, just you know give him a little shout out. That, that was I'm not, I don't I haven't seen that. I didn't know there was one in Missouri, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. Um, so yeah, we ran through them, and then we had uh, of course Parker Livingstone. We knew that that was that was a pretty wide receiver, solid solid lock Could there. Be kind of a Jaywit style player. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we know that Texas is losing a little bit of depth at wide receiver this uh, year. Top so. two production by far, like most of the production. Mm -hmm. So definitely yeah. good to see that. Um, and then we had an, another Xavier coming onto the team. One Xavier leaves. And we are granted another Xavier. I like cool. it. We should just keep him on. Uh, and it was a uh, Phil Simi. So he is a DB from McKinney, five-star DB from McKinney. That was a huge announcement there, Flip too. Flip from Florida. Flip from Florida. That was a Mary Flip miss, y'all. Mary Flip miss. Good to have that one. Um, yeah, we could run through a bunch. But again, we know Colin Simmons officially uh, signed. Biggest get, probably. Mm -hmm. Highest rated, for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, need... So, of, of of course, Ryan Wingo. We have been talking about Wingo for a little bit, too. Um, a couple of ones that we grab, you know, as transfers, which I was excited to see. Matthew Golden, actually, who played against Texas this year and had a pretty solid damn game yeah. um, when we were out there. So, he is he signed, again, he's a, another wide receiver from Houston. 
um, with two more years of eligibility. So that's that was an exciting thing. And then uh, again, we got the top DB transfer from Clemson too uh, in Makuba. So that again, this yet another haul from Sark, both signing really well and using that transfer portal well. Um, and Texas, right now, as it sits, of course, things can change. This is just National Signing Day 1. Oh, yes. Um, but Texas is sitting pretty at at number five uh, signing class. How do you feel about that? Well, I, like Sark, and we'll talk about it in just a second. We'll play some of his audio. Um, it's all about culture fits and filling positions of need. And they talked about how do you balance getting the best players but also filling what you need. So I, if, if the – Coaches, the staff has proven they can evaluate and they can develop, mm -hmm. and it's taken them, you know, to, to build these relationships. But to go into places and to go into Florida and flip kids like Jarek Jarek Gibson was a uh, commits Florida early mm -hmm. on. Um, Phils me in this last week when they were able to pull him from Flo mm -hmm. from, from this Florida. from Florida from yeah. Florida <laughs> and from this University of Florida. That uh, that that's a that's a big deal right. to pull the guys that you need. And as of now, it's looking like Texas has the number one DB class in the country, like the best compilation of DB talent, you know, with safeties and DBs. And that's what we need. Right. Texas, the young ones, you know, we have, we've seen Muhammad and Williams, Derek Williams this year, like really shine. Uh, and Terrence Brooks is coming on and that's really exciting. But to get back to DBU, and you need those physical, fast receivers that they're going to need at the SEC. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be that's going to be something fun to watch. Is this DBU coming back? Well, and we've talked about it. I like I like that you're you're owning that we're going to be DBU again. I mean, we have no choice. Yeah, we no, need to. I, be. <laughs> I love that. But well, we know this year it's been DB has been arguably Texas's kind of weak spot. Oh, this it, year. It was the advantage that Washington is right. licking their chops right so, now. So so seeing that um having those DBs step up and again some, some really highly rated players come in that looking for that development is really great. Now that is something and we'll pull this up that mm -hmm. Sark talked about. What how much has you know we we've talked with Hayden Connor. We when in our interview with him, we've talked with a lot of the players and a lot of the families they truly believed in what Sark was building, right? Mm -hmm. So Hayden was recruited prior to, to Sark, but once uh, Sark came in and his staff, they really bought in to, to where they wanted Texas to be. And that took a pretty right. big leap of faith. Now, you know, the question is, how much, how different is it? You know, we we love those players that said, you know what, F it, I'm going to be here. I'm going to stick through it. I'm going to make this work. We want Texas to be Texas again. Mm -hmm. And now we're starting to see that come to fruition. How much, you know, Sark talked about how much that helps about Texas being in the college football playoffs, how it makes recruiting easier to to pitch. Yeah, let's let's share this. This is from today uh, Longhorn Network. Alex Loeb talked to Sark Mm -hmm. before the like earlier in the day before the, his press conference is at 3 30 so in just a little bit so look i think i got it <laughs> nice all right so let's let's run it from here coach i know it's early in the day but so far how is this class shaping up well it's going well kind of uh as expected you know i think our coaches and our recruiting staff have done a great job of obviously forging relationships with with a lot of the young men and their families and so everybody's got their timetable of, of when they're signing and when they're announcing and doing those things. So we want to be respectful of them, but uh, so far, so good. What's been the most pressing need this year? Well, for us, I think one of the one of the keys is you have your normal numbers that you're looking for, and then you have to 
look at what's happening to us portal wise. And I think naturally when you look at the safety position, um, you know, we knew we needed safeties, but then with some of the attrition at that position, we had to make sure that we solidified that spot. And uh, I think we've done a good job of that. Yeah. So again, start talking about addressing the need right. at safety at DB at having some issues there. Um, you know, again, a little bit of we young players that are coming into their own and, and again, Texas is developing them, but that was, that was a huge need. And yeah, we've, we've got to take, we've got to be DBU. Like I said, it's, like you it's were saying, coming. It, it, there's a potential for DBU to be, be back, especially with the coaching staff we have now. And I love that players who were part of DBU, like, well, like Blake Gideon, he is big part of this recruitment and getting mm -hmm. t letting them know what it takes. And a lot of the recruits have mentioned that he was part of the relationship, you know, as they were, being recruited by Texas. So it's cool to see that he's pulling in the future DBU. Absolutely. All right, let's see what he said. Say, so how do you balance what you need with the best players out there for you? Well, that that's always a challenge, right? You, you want to make sure that you solidify your roster, um, but also you want to make sure that you recruit really good players and that fit our culture. I think that's one of the things in recruiting that sometimes gets overlooked that, that we try to take a lot of pride in is, yes, we evaluate the player on tape, in uh, the skill set in, in, in camp and things of that nature. But we do a lot of work with the type of person that they are, the work ethic that they have, yeah. the type of teammate that they are on, the, on their current high school team. All right. All right, guys, can you guys hear this? Can you hear yeah. coaches? Uh, on the app, if you can't hear it, let me try. I'll stop sharing, and then I'll try resharing with um, – with the uh, yeah, like see if we can fix the audio. But what it, what he was saying there was that they they have to take into a see also share audio. That's on. Um, sorry, it says it's sharing audio. So what he is saying is that they have to take a culture fit too. Mm -hmm. And we've heard from you know other players that are coming into the portable that might be an option. The big name the last twenty four hours or so is Evan Stewart. Um, so that would tell you that. Not everyone fits every culture, and Evan Stewart may be a fantastic teammate. He mm -hmm. may end up being someone that they really go after. We don't know, but that one of the main things we they need. Well, I'm not gonna. I don't know him personally, so I'm not gonna say he's not. You know, but if they, the coaches know, and they talk to their teammates, they talk to well, especially at high school, right. they can talk to their teachers, their coaches, their staff. It must be really different from transfer portal because he's not gonna call up. You know, uh, well, maybe he does call up. They've got those good Go relationships. Go Jimbo and be like, so tell me about Evan Stewart. I want to poach him from Aggies. Right. I, you know, like you you just never know. Like, But they have a way of knowing, you know, the finding if they're a culture fit in mm -hmm. addition to scheme and and do they have places in the roster and what can they contribute. There's so many things that go into picking even high school, but also when, especially the plug and play transfers, if you're getting a transfer player, you're expecting him to be able to right. contribute right away. Right. right? So it, it has to be something that you can fit in quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up y'all. We'll, we'll adjust that sound on it uh, with the next clips, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a great, great piece for him to, to share. Again, we hear this word over and over. I feel like a broken record with it, but I do think it, it remains, we got to keep hammering on it. Culture matters right. and, and finding the right players. And I think that's really where Sark and his staff has have excelled is it's not just about, are you a five-star? Are you four-star? Are you, you know, it's about, are you coachable? Are, mm -hmm. Can, can you be taught? Can you, and do you have the personality? Do you have the culture fit? Do you have, you know, mm -hmm. that, that extra little je ne sais quoi, right? That yeah. little piece that, that missing are you part. a playmaker, a difference maker. Right. The right. intangibles um, that make sense 
for this team, for this school, for the University of Texas and the program that they're building. So definitely pretty, pretty great to see. Okay. So also too, when, when we're talking about transfer players, I think too, just because someone is transferring doesn't mean they were a problem where they were, or there could be a million reasons that that athletes decide to transfer. Right? We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, new coaching staff. It could be they've been recruited over. It could be scheme fit. It could be all, you know, they're developing differently than the program is going. Mm-hmm. There could be, could be academic reasons. There's so many different reasons. And two, when other players like Trey Moore, you know, the UTSA, um, athlete that is now getting all these huge right. D1 offers, including, you know, Alabama, Texas, and the battles there. And he's been, you know, contacted by great programs. Maybe he didn't have those offers coming out of high school because he was maybe a late bloomer or maybe he was reco- any him or any other mm-hmm. player. Maybe they were recovering from injuries or didn't get to play a, you know, a high level of high school ball or whatever. People grow and develop at different rates. So it's always exciting when you see that athletes that, you know, went to a school, if, if it, even if it was a smaller program and now they get to play higher level or maybe they played higher level and didn't work out so they can go somewhere where mm-hmm. they can shine and get more playing time. Mm-hmm. There's just so many reasons. So when the, when the athletes come and go, we just have to support them and let them make their decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. A friendly reminder, don't tweet at Crute for whatever reason, guys. Just don't tweet at Crute. Say welcome Someone home. Someone told Xavier Filsme that they hope he tears his ACL. That's insane. That's what is wrong with people? Because he flipped from Florida. That's, yeah, that's Who insane. says that to a, Florida, anyone, much Florida less fans, apparently. a high school student? Uh, yeah. But uh, so again, another thing this kind of reminds me of too is, for example, I'm going to take it back to Texas baseball for a minute. Ivan Melendez, you know, we've talked about him a decent amount. One of mm-hmm. our favorite players um, really loved seeing him shine, but he started at a Juco. He, he right. didn't get the exposure, you know, at his high school and, and wasn't hitting the numbers necessarily right. that he ended up with at Texas started off, did a couple years at Juco and then came into Texas and ended up being one of the, now look at him, one of the most prolific players at mm-hmm. the university of Texas for baseball. Right. So yeah, I agree. Every, every player's story and every player's path that is right for them right. is different, right? There's no, set script or perfect way to do this. So it, it's definitely a, a cool thing to see, you know, when you get players that see what we're building here and want to come to Texas that maybe didn't have an opportunity before. Right. It's exciting to see the ones that are like, hell yeah, I've been Texas the whole way. Zero question. Never a doubt in my mind. <laughs> I was just sleeping in. Right. Don't, don't worry. I'll, right? I'll send my letter in. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, it's always great to see as well um, when you get some ones that maybe had been convinced by other lesser programs and i'm gonna throw a little shade on flip miss again but what happened here we are no i'm just saying just flipping (laughs) flipping from other programs um and bringing them in so that's texas has taken advantage i think right now with the aggie um the aggies in uh, you know they're transitioning right Mm -hmm. now and some are calling it turmoil some are calling it just a transition and either way they've had players leaving the program either in the portal or recruits flipping so most of the Benefit has gone to LSU, but there are still a couple players that you know, Dale and Evans, yeah, Dale and <laughs> Evans, who who's may visit in January, and then um, Ty Anthony Smith. We'll find out tonight around six thirty what he's doing, if he's staying with the Aggies or sign or did he sign with Texas today? We'll find out. Mm-hmm. But th- there's also like Florida being you know having a new staff and 
they're you know the, just looking on the struggle bus and yeah. so that's been texas's benefit but that's because texas has gone national they've secured a couple of top 10 players today already but um, they're going national with the recruiting mm -hmm. and when you're in the final four and you're it, a big name and people see you on the biggest games of the year it's certainly an easier sell that is right. that is for sure so i will i will say one thing i do think it's still really important we can't just let Texas and and we haven't. They can't just let Texas the backyard go, right? right. Texas is still a recruiting rich state with mm -hmm. incredible players. So yes, I agree with you. Texas is starting to look out and spread out a little bit more. We're not where in years past we might have focused and different coaches might have focused more heavily mm -hmm. just inside of the state of Texas. Texas still is doing really well, and we're getting the top. Mm -hmm. We're getting we're able to pluck the the players that we want from the, the state. Again, Trey Owens is a great example of that. But you're right. Mm -hmm. Reaching outside of the state, building those relationships a little bit farther out in California, in Florida, in some of these other right. recruiting rich areas. I mean, to go in and take the best offensive tackle in the country out of modern day, modern day, modern day high school. Mm -hmm. When that's I mean, Sark, that's his backyard, you know, California's his backyard. But to keep those relationships mm -hmm. with those high school coaches. And now we have a staff that has connections to the South. And, you know, it's. They're, they're going to have to pull from Florida. They're going to have to pull from Georgia. and they're But they're getting some skill out of Arizona and California. So it's going to be fun to see how they keep fitting these pieces together. Right. That's fine. Right. And again, Arch, Archmania, I'm going to throw this up here. You're right. The, the Aggies are hemorrhaging a little bit. I, that's not to say that Elko can't come in and make a difference. But those transition years with transition staffs are always really difficult. Mm -hmm. I think adding to A&M's struggles with recruiting – um, as well is just it feels chaotic the administration feels a little chaotic right now it feels like and when players aren't getting paid or promised paid what they were promised right that that's getting uh, you know rumors of that getting put out there mm -hmm. it, it certainly has an effect right now we talked about this a little bit last week too it certainly isn't great optics either when your interim head coach is in the living rooms <laughs> recruiting for Syracuse. recruiting for for his new position while uh -huh. he is interim head coach. Now I get it. Some of that just because of the timing has to happen. Yeah. I understand that to an extent, but the optics of it are pretty bad. Uh, you yeah. know, for for A and M, that's that's just not a great look. So I think that there's been a, a lot of factors that have added into why A and M is struggling a little bit mm -hmm. here. And again, I think this is where we see you know Jimbo Fisher. A big part of his problem was not using the portal well. Right. He didn't utilize that. So AM's now stuck in a lurch where they had these great recruiting classes with Jimbo Fisher. Now that he's yeah. gone, those are dissipating and they're not, they haven't closed on a lot of the folks that they were targeting. Um, and yeah, it's it's gonna take a little bit. So it'll be interesting for me to see if Elko, I mean, he's gonna have to go to the portal, you would think. I I just that's a hard sell right now. Yeah, that's I, a hard I sell. haven't taken that close a look at what their roster actually, they still mm -hmm. have a solid roster. Yeah. And of that number one ever class, I think 11 or so are gone or, mm -hmm. or in the portal or have already left. So, and five and four, four and five stars. So that's the, some of their, well, on paper, some of their, you know, best athletes are most recruited. So that's not to say the staff there can't develop, develop who sure. they have and coach up and plan for who they have. We'll see. I, I don't know. Um, I haven't looked at their what their roster looks like. And even looking at the names, I wouldn't know. I don't follow their recruit, you know, mm -hmm. who they're recruiting. More I pay attention to who Texas is trying to get. Right. Well, and I do want to 
to to make a note for Malik Murphy too. You know, we we had the news that yes didn't surprise a whole lot of Texas fans. We kind of felt we saw this was coming. Um, Malik Murphy transferring out uh, again. We wish him the best. The thing that kills me, mm-hmm. the thing that absolutely kills me, is because of the way that the timing is set up for the transfer portal rules. Right, he had to announce before the game and and before the national championship. And he won't, unfortunately, even though he wants to be, he won't be with the team at that time. And I think that it's unfortunate the way the calendar works. Right. That to me is an issue that needs to be addressed. Yeah. That to me is an issue that needs to be addressed because you shouldn't punish kids that were a big part of building championship teams like Mm -hmm. that. You're effectively punishing them for, for letting them, you know, be on a team that went deeper into the playoffs, deeper into the season than others. Um, I definitely think that's something that really needs to be looked at and, and addressed in the offseason. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, look, we know there's a lot of things that have to happen, two more games to win, a lot of ifs, no gimmies here. But if Texas does end up, you know, following in Texas volleyball football, or if football follows in volleyball's footsteps and wins a national championship, I, I sure hope that Malik Murphy gets himself some some hardware and gets a ring because he deserves that for being a part of that team too. Um, so. Not, yeah, yeah, it's we we everybody wishes nothing but the best for Malik Murphy. He's been a class act. He was prepared to come in. He took on the role of QB two. And when Arch came in and all the hype, he stayed with it. He wanted the Sark development. And what an opportunity he's going to have, having been coached by Sark and Milway for the last couple of years. Right. He's going whatever team and looks like maybe Duke. Maybe he think he was offered by Rice. So he's an academic kid. He's getting top top academic school offers. Right. Um, and so he's he's going to have that that skill that development all the things that sark and milley are known for what an what just a gem that someone's going to get and wherever he goes we're going to root for him and i i still cheer for cam rising yeah we we all cheer for cam rising yeah in his 10th year right (laughs) he's pulling he's pulling a you know an austin todd and a and a brock cunningham here but i love it I, i again we wish him the best I really hope those those rules uh, get addressed uh, in the off season for sure. Yeah. So today was National Signing Day, right? And right. hopefully we might we may even get more today. But we had great recruits. Yeah. But also part of National Signing Day, and <laughs> we, you can give us your thoughts on this too in the comment section. Um, when players re- commit, mm-hmm. it can be oh yeah, there's a new another sign mm-hmm. that's awesome. When players commit, they have all these different op- ways to announce mm-hmm. and sometimes they do they throw shade at the school today we saw a kid that took a colorado hat and threw it <laughs> and put on his oregon hat and you know they're having fun yeah they're having their moment and yeah. how do you how do you feel do you see that as silly jokes or do you see it as disrespecting a school oh, that man. invested time money and emotion into your recruitment I okay, so I think, how do you see it? I think there's varying shades of gray here, right? Yeah. Like I, for the most part, I think it's fun. It's silly. Everybody's got to be able to get their, uh, you know, everybody's got to be able to have their 15 minutes and 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 do something unique. And that is getting harder and harder. You know, the longer that we've had these announcements and and make these huge productions of signing days and, mm-hmm. and things like that. It gets harder to stand out, right? It gets harder to have something a little different. Do I think it's a great look to chunk something like on the floor or be <laughs> ugly about it? Man, 
probably not. I probably wouldn't take that action. But again, man, these are, you know, 17 year old kids, 18 year old kids making decisions that, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. It's it's a good time. Now, I will say, you know, some of this, I love it when they choose Texas, when they throw a different hat and they choose Texas. Everybody loves it when I'm it's all about their it. school that's I'm not about getting it. dissed. Right? When, it, when it's not Texas, then I'm like, that's offensive. That's, <laughs> you know what, young man, you need to think about your actions, right? <laughs> like, so of course, there's a lot of bias that plays into that. Um, now, I, I, we've seen, what has been your favorite signing day? Like, did you, do you have a favorite one or one that you thought was like, oh, that's awesome? Wasn't there a kid who, um, jumped out of a airplane a few years ago to commit to Arkansas. Or I missed that one. That's there was that's a, aggressive. Yeah, there was a kid who jumped out of a plane and I want to say he went to he went to Arkansas. Um I don't remember where where it was, but Yeah, that's crazy. Now, again, if I'm a coach and I'm watching a kid make an announcement jumping out of an airplane, I mm-hmm. think I have a heart attack. Like there are football coaches and and all athlete, like a lot of D1 sports that don't allow their athletes to ride those stupid scooters on the sidewalk, right? Much less jump out of an airplane. That seems pretty, that seems pretty aggressive here. I don't, I I think they're all fun to me. Like, well, I tell my daughter to take a hat and throw it across the room to pick another. <laughs> I wouldn't tell my child to do that, but I understand the, the other kids are having fun. They're getting their moment. That's fine. I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't want my daughter to do that. Yeah. But everybody it's only because the coaches, they, these people have families, they have lives. They, they are taking time from their families and their, and the coaching all the things that they have to do to really invest in recruiting some people, some, some of, you know, these athletes mm-hmm. and that's it. I just, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the other thing I, I, I think about too is when, uh, and OU does this, right? OU's always doing the horns down. I think in the recruiting stuff like that, like I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand that that's kind of, OU can own that, fine, whatever. But to me, especially in the day and age of portal, the portal and transfers and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. It seems to me like you just it it's bad business to burn bridges, right? Now especially in the day of the transfer portal. Right. Yes. Now again, the the fans take that way more personally, I think, than the coaches do and the staff does. But I do agree. There's a line, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. where you gotta you still gotta present yourself as as uh keeping I, I don't want to say keeping your options open, but uh well you don't want to burn bridges. Staffs, these are coaches that could be on a new staff tomorrow, right. a new school, a new place, and or you might need a reference and no I understand it's me just being old-fashioned the kids like that it's fun it, it gets the clicks they can post it on social media or whatever mm-hmm. i i wouldn't i would tell my daughter please don't <laughs> disrespect me that I, I, to me it's disrespectful yeah but i know they're being fun they're having a good time yeah so i'm i'm i need to i guess i need to get with the new time well you know again i think I would there's tell a my daughter just thank the people that were there i like putting out the hats so people can see these are some of my best offers yeah that, that doesn't bother me the visuals the cakes cool. the gift bags or however they're doing that's all fun mm-hmm. um i would just say leave them out there pick yours i don't yeah yeah that's me yeah definitely so uh, yeah, it looks like we just saw the, uh, yeah, again, five-star plus quarterback DJ Lagway. Uh, he's signing with Florida. So we were just talking about Florida and the Gators. And uh, so they've got. Aggies were really trying to push with him mm-hmm. in the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I guess that didn't work out for them. Yeah. <laughs> That's another loss. <laughs> well, you know, in the last mi- the last tw- few minutes, you know, the last day, 24 hours of going into signing day, mm-hmm. they're, you know, everyone, you got to make 
shoot your shot. Right. No, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, let's, so we'll, again, y'all, as we see announcements come in for national signing day, we'll, we'll talk about them too. If y'all see something, throw them in the comments. Of course, we love that. Yeah. We love when you guys are helping us out and help keeping an eye on everything too. Um, but yeah, so there are a few, few bowl games coming up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I know how are you going to watch them? Well, exactly. So, how many do we have coming up in the next few days? I mean, even just on Saturday, I want to say there's 10 bowl games or something like that. There's seven on Saturday. Uh, there's a Thursday, Friday, yeah. seven on Saturday, and then three on Tuesday. That's, that's Until a lot. Of, we're back again. That's a lot of football to watch. And if you're going to be cozying up during the best time of year, football season and bowl season, you want to do it with a great setup from AV Consultations. Again, they have been a part of the Austin area and have been in business since 1988. And they will hook you up the way that they've hooked up thousands of Central Texans over the years. So if you want to hook up a really rocking man cave or she shed or just get that sports den going and have it look amazing with your multiple screens set up. So your, fancy. Yeah, your, your, your surround sound, have everything Awesome. So you can catch all the action. Please contact AV Consultations. Again, don't spend your time and your money going from bar to bar, paying way too much money for drinks. Have it set up at your house. So if you're looking for a home theater uh, or even they even do outdoor security. I was surprised to learn that. I thought that was pretty cool. So um, so, yeah, get your home theater set up, get your sports den perfection, like exactly the way you want it with AV consultations. Give them a call at 512-255-8678 or check them out online at avconsultations.com. All right. Okay. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, Bowl season last night. And we're going to talk to, and the four o'clock hour, probably right around four 30. If you missed the announcement last night was the big game with UTSA Marshall. Mm -hmm. Marshall was up quick. Mm 14-0 UTSA's um, quarterback, Frank Harris. Apparently the whole team knew for the whole few weeks of bowl practice that Frank Harris was not going to play. And that was the best kept secret. Like literally the best, because people bet money on Frank Harris's number. There's people kind of upset. But how cool is that? That the team kept it within themselves. You know, that the QB2 was going to play last night. But it it was a rough start. Marshall got up 14-0 quick. But then here comes UTSA, and mm-hmm. and it was amazing. And one of the leaders on the team, Rashad Wisdom, his mom is going to join us at around four thirty. Love it, love yeah. it. So hey, Grant, yeah, uh, are we predicting Evan Stewart to come to Texas? No, I don't think that's. I'm a not thing. an. In, I'm not a recruiting insider. Right. I I listen and follow to all the great people, like just like you guys, like we heard Justin Wells earlier um, with BK, and you know, there's so, so many great people who are really good insights. We just listen to what they, what they're saying. We're not insiders in recruiting, but from what we're hearing is it's very unlikely that he's a, a fit. Right. It's and again, th- that's for a lot of reasons, different players find, you know, that culture fit that, mm-hmm. you know, style fit at different schools. I just, I agree. We've talked about this a lot, you know, off air, right? I just don't know that Evan Stewart is a, is a good fit at Texas. Now anything could happen again, who knows? He, he may, uh, change up a little bit. He may, you know, Texas coaches may still pursue him, but yeah, we, I don't see that happening. Yeah. So Ryan Lacey, he's the um, wide receiver, the five-star that reclassified to this year. Mm -hmm. And he, is it KJ Lacey? He's his teammate. KJ Lacey's He's yeah, KJ Lacey's still 2025. 20, mm-hmm. He was 25 and reclassified to 24. Right. Uh, but I think he right now is a, ba- a Bama commit. So we'll see what happens there if he comes to play with his with his quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Again, he's he's recruiting pretty heavy. So it's it makes a big difference when you have like this year we might have two 
quarter uh, two wide receivers go in the first two rounds mm -hmm. and to, for them and then you have the quarterback and this developed experienced o-line mm -hmm. wide receivers want to come play and mm -hmm. then the scheme where they're going to get the ball and it's it, I don't see why they wouldn't anybody wouldn't want to come play in this offense. Yeah, absolutely. And again, so yes, uh, Carlos, thank you. CB also tweeted us and let us know. Uh, it, Santana Wilson also has a billboard up in Arizona. Okay. Why so wouldn't did you we wanna... find out who's hosting it's them? UT. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to throughout the day end up seeing all the different billboards. I think so. That it's is cool. Amazing. To me, that's more of a like a throwdown and a show out than like, oh, here are a bunch of hats. <laughs> I think what's I cool too board, is <laughs> not only do the recruits see it, but all the other high-level recruits in that area Absolutely. are gonna see Texas loves their, that's, their recruits. That's a flex right there. That is I a love it. to get that. That's cool, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, do you want to talk a little bit of bowl games? Again, we are we're we're excited to have a special guest join us today. She'll join us a little bit later. Yes, Diana Wisdom will join us. So we've got around four thirty. A little bit of time to talk about all of those crazy uh, bowl games coming up. Mm -hmm. Rocky, do you have a favorite? I mean, I I think I know who your favorite's going to be in the next week. The first ever. <laughs> I don't know if you can see the first ever. Everybody knows I I'm a PhD student at Texas state. I'm not the big die hard Bobcat. I don't even know what the, the thing is. They do. And it, the, it kind of like the horn. No, it's no, this. I think it's like a B. No, it's, no like, it's like a, I don't know. I think I it's like this. Yeah. Cause Bobcats are like missing that. They have that. But they do toe. some kind of BC thing. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't anyway. know. I, I don't know. Um, but I know this one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Yes. Texas state is in their first FCS, FB, FBS, FBS, yeah. FBS. Their first FBS um, championship game. In the first responder bowl. In yeah. the first responders bowl. They get to play yeah. for a bowl championship. Yeah, which is very cool. They're which taking, is really great. Yeah, they're taking on Rice. And that actually, that's going to be a good gonna game. That's going to be a sneaky good game because yeah. both can put up points. Yeah. Both can also score nothing. I know that so. <laughs> a lot of folks in the area like to knock Rice. And I agree. In, the, in years past, they haven't always been a dominant powerhouse. I'm not certainly not suggesting they are a quote-unquote powerhouse right now but they are a much improved team mm -hmm. the rice owls really are um doing a good doing some good things down there and they're building a really solid program so it'll be exciting to see texas state take on take on rice again it's a tuesday bowl that's uh the day tuesday after christmas 30 yeah it's the day right. after christmas at 4 30 on espn so that'll be a fun one to watch followed by probably a good game kansas unlv that could be sneaky good too right yeah after. i think that's another one where you know, historically, those teams haven't necessarily been the best. Right. Um, but they're they're building some programs down there. And Texas certainly got bit by the Kansas bug a couple times. Uh, happy. Happy. That's not I an issue. This year, but... <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> being honest. so the games starting tomorrow, there's South Florida at Syracuse. Um, I wonder if um, Elijah Robinson will yeah. be there cheering. Yeah. E-Rob will be there <laughs> we'll recruiting. Be there recruiting. <laughs> Right. No, that's that's very cool. Uh, pretty neat to see Syracuse kind of showing up and, and it'll be interesting to see what they are doing. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Are you you're gone? Right. You leave. I leave. I will be taking off right when that game starts. Yeah. Um, and then Friday, Georgia Tech mm -hmm. at UCF. So our friend, the Watson's family, their son who just graduated. Congratulations, yeah. KJ. They will be um, playing at you well, versus UCF. So for Texas fans, if y'all remember, Kenyatta uh, played for for Texas for a minute, and he transferred out to go to Georgia Tech, and has had a really nice career there. So, gonna be fun if you're again if you're a Texas fan and you're looking for reasons to cheer. 
I would say root for, for Georgia Tech on that one. Yeah, don't root for the Big 12. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, the SEC? Right. I love it. Uh, Air Force coming up, too. That's actually going to be a, a, a real fun game to watch Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Two high, two teams that were almost undefeated the whole season. James Madison ended up losing a game, didn't they? Yeah, they were 11-1. and one. Yeah, and then Air Force was 10 wins before they started dropping. No, they, they finished 8-4. and four. They, they started they, they started were 8 no. Yeah, they Weren't started 8-0 no or something, and then they just dropped the last few. They were undefeated for a while, and they were like sneaky could get a New Year's Bowl game as the mm -hmm. highest non-power five, whatever, and then they dropped a few. So Yeah, ended 8-4, and four, but that's still going to be an, an interesting matchup, too. Um, yeah, and then be fun. and then we get the the directional bowls with uh, South Alabama and East Michigan uh, playing again. That's that's the later game on the twenty third this Saturday. Um, again, that one South Alabama is favored by a lot, but I don't know, man. Eastern Michigan starts to who knows? Like again, I've got some family roots back in Michigan, so I think yeah. I'm gonna be Utah Northwestern. That's that, gonna be a fun game. It's either gonna be zero three <laughs> or. Two, three, right? Like, I don't know what happened to Utah's offense; right. they fell apart. But Northwestern, I don't even—I haven't even followed them for a while. I, think, I really like Northwestern as like one of my favorite Big Ten teams. Yeah, I haven't even watched. Them well, they haven't—they haven't been great for a minute. But yeah, yeah again, we'll get to see uh, Utah play there. I—I I, I don't see that being a very. Utah's only favored by six and a half in that game, though. That surprised me a little bit. Um, maybe because their offense take. hasn't done much yeah. lately. Well, and with folks that are out. Again, you've got uh, the Hawaii Bowl coming up. Again, this is also on Saturday at 9.30 for that late game with Coastal Carolina and San Jose State. 9.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. So you'll be staying up till midnight. Right. After but it's midnight. in Hawaii, so that makes sense. Uh, and then going, you get, we get, of course, there's no games on um, on Christmas Eve or Christmas. That's that's NBA time. NBA and, and <laughs> NFL this year, too. Aren't they doing Christmas. Yeah. I don't remember. I need yeah. To Pepsi Zero in a can. That's funny. Diamond Dirt. Um, yeah. And then Bowling Green and Minnesota pick up um, the day after Christmas. And again, we talked about your Texas State Bobcats. So they're favored by seven and a half. Mm -hmm. Texas State over Rice. Mm -hmm. That's going to be fun. Yeah. It'll be, a, it'll definitely a lot coming up for folks to be excited about. Um, it'll be a good time. Bowl season. Like, is this something where you just sit down? Are you that, are you the football watcher that sits down and you don't care? what it is during the bowl game. Yeah, because any, any game could be good. And if I could even remember who played in the Toastery Bowl two nights ago, <laughs> it was amazing. Game, yeah. One team was up, I can't even tell you who the teams were, 28-0, yeah. and then they lost in overtime. That was Crazy. amazing. I couldn't even tell you who the two teams were right now. One wore blue. <laughs> Wow! They're, they're, well, because I was flying, I, I don't even remember now. That was through, so yeah. many days. It was like two days ago. I have, I don't remember anymore. But that's why that's why we need all these bowls. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of more bowls. I think more playing time and more football is always a good more thing. More practices. But I do understand the argument. Once we're expanding the CFP to a 12 game, like. Mm -hmm. The smaller bowls, quote unquote, don't matter. I get so tired of hearing that because I promise you, it matters to the players. It, it matters, matters to, the, yes. to the coaches. It the matters fans. to the fans to be able to get in there um, and actually get that extra practice time, get that extra playing time, get a, get a little bit of accolades they might not get throughout the season. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, so. and it makes a difference when if the winningest teams that get those extra 15 practices, they can stay on a roll with all that development. Mm -hmm. And even if they have players that are not playing in the bowl game for, for all the different reasons, um, they still get those practices for the up and coming players to come in. Right. Right. The, 
those 15 practices make a huge difference for the following year, right? So the teams that miss out on bowl games, they miss out on so much development. Right. So even Sark said this year, and we'll get into how the team is prepping for the Sugar Bowl in a minute. Even how they're talking about this year, the first few practices they started this past Saturday are going to be about the young guys getting reps, getting mm-hmm. them in the scheme, getting them involved. You miss that when you don't get a bowl game. Right, so, right. So so for those of you that are that are with us and know our gig, you know what time it is. It is four o'clock right on the dot. It's not seven o'clock. It's four o'clock on the dot. He's got his drop, drop top. top. Yeah, like I like it. But, but uh, this is the it's time. It's 7 o'clock. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking what you were saying. Yes. Yep. So uh, we, it is time for happy hour, y'all. So if, if you have the opportunity, grab a glass, even if it's water, join us. We're going we're gonna to enjoy a few drinks as we have Richard, who is amazing. Our, our wonderful server that, oh, that comes in. And thank you. Like they just Today, show up magically. Richard grew it. these lemons that are the size <laughs> of your face. And cheers, cheers to friends. National Championship Volleyball. Thank you, Richard. Absolutely. National Championship Volleyball, National Signing Day, top five class. So many reasons to celebrate. Um, go, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot going on. It's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. So um, I like this. We're going to go back through a few of the comments. We just got to talk and we got so excited. Uh, I, is it Luis or Lewis? I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing. Luis Cordova. Yeah, Luis but, Cordova. Uh, yeah. Thank you for saying that for the great show. Who are we most excited to see from this class? And, and yours is Parker Livingstone. I like that. Rocky, who's who are you most hyped up about for this? Mine is because the other half of the piece is already there. Yeah. Um, I'm all about Colin Simmons. And everybody's talking about how he's, you know, High, one of the highest rated recruits Texas had in well since last year, Arch Manning. But the the way he's going to fit opposite Anthony Hill, mm-hmm. Woo, mm-hmm. meet you at the quarterback. Is that meet right? you at the quarterback? <laughs> right? That's just going to be like I, I, there's going to be like a Venn diagram where you have Colin Simmons and Anthony Hill, and where they overlap is the quarterback. Yeah. That's what I'm most excited about as far as skill players. Oh man, there's there's just there's just so much talent. You go ahead. I'll no, listen, I'm gonna kind of cop out on this answer, so I apologize for that. But I'm just excited with how many, how much depth we're getting and how many incredible players we're getting at mm-hmm. the wide receiver. Because like we talked about earlier, that's gonna be a, a position that Texas is losing almost all of their performers from right. this season. So, you know, again, pulling in Livingstone, getting Ryan Wingo, like, and then again, the transfer, uh, Matthew Golden from Houston. I think that's a, that was a key Immediate part. impact. Right. Yeah. And we know Sark develops quarterbacks. We know he's the quarterback whisperer where Texas is set up and in a really good place for our quarterback room is deep and healthy, even though mm-hmm. we did lose Malik. Um, so having those wide receivers come in and really kind of fill the gaps there and getting extra time with them, I think is, is really good. I'm excited about that. So I'm sorry. I know it's kind of a cop-out answer. No, that's a good answer. But, but I'm, I'm excited about coming back is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, More depth at the O-line looks good. People are talking about Daniel Cruz being someone who can commit contribute right away. There's, oh man, I could just go. Everybody looks so good. I know. <laughs> it looks it's, so good. I will say this, you know, in we are coming upon another, I hope, renaissance mm-hmm. for, for Texas sports. Not just football. I mean... But football fans have certainly suffered a bit over the past decade or so. It's been it's been it's been a lot, right? It's so been a ride. it is exciting. Now, one thing Texas has done well, we've we've always recruited well, but it hasn't necessarily been uh, the development has always been a little iffy. We're seeing that narrative 
has pretty much dissipated. That right. that's gone. We know that this staff is developing. Obviously, Texas is ahead of schedule. We're, we're competing for a national championship in, wow. in football, which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, good times again on the forty acres. Uh, I would agree. There was a comment we had a little bit earlier. The Big Twelve appears to be a mess at the minute, and couldn't happen to a nicer commissioner, right? Couldn't a, poor <laughs> sad Yormark is probably my new favorite image to to describe just taking joy in somebody's complete and utter misery. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he, it's just stuff he brought on himself. And it's I, it's also kind of fitting mm-hmm. that he's tying himself at, well, the conference, the Big 12, with the WWE, or as a WWE or F, I don't know, but which is crazy great athletes, but mm-hmm. it's a gimmicky thing that's... Right. You know, so it's just fitting. We weren't the biggest fans of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But it's fitting. It feels a little Bush League, right? Like, in my opinion. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. We have so much to celebrate, Texas fans. I love it that y'all are joining us for this. It's going to be a thing. I'm just saying. We're making four o'clock happy hour, and Mm -hmm. y'all should always join in. This is awesome. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Again, exciting, exciting times on the 40 acres. Mm-hmm. You know, sports are looking good. We're definitely in a hunt, obviously, for another Director's Cup. Again, right? Uh, doing Texas doing really, As really usual, well early with the on. Contribution of the women's Absol- sports. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. For for those of us that have been really proud of that Director's Cup, and you should be, because it's awesome being the, the best athletic program in the nation, Texas certainly wouldn't be there without the women's programs. Um, right. You know, women's basketball, which is also killing it right now, top five currently. Uh, of course, women volleyball just brought a national championship home. Um, national you know, championship and get back, back to, to back. back. I like it. Oh, it's I so like amazing. It. They're just so amazing. Yeah. To see them, like we talk about this when we watch the game, just really quickly, the way they get up over the net it's nuts and just they're just they fly with power how do you how does have, one do that i have said i will never be as good at anything as our women's volleyball players are at volleyball i if i we talked about this a little bit in you know when we were mm-hmm. on our, our travels if i had the ability to spike a ball like <laughs> like asia o'neill I would be a menace, y'all. Uh-huh. I would be an absolute terrible, horrific person because I would just be walking around with a volleyball everywhere and just like, oh, you said something? Boom, Smack. spike to the face. Boom, spike to the face. I would be awful. I absolutely would. So, yeah, it's 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 fun to watch. It's it's a good time on the, the 40 again. It looks like you're, you're sifting through some stuff. Yes, y'all, yeah. please don't forget to like the video on uh, on YouTube. Please give us a follow. We are at Fire the Cannon. I'm Texas Fancy Boots. This is Rocky Knows Best. Also, please follow Texas Sports Unfiltered on yes. Twitter. That's T-S Unfiltered. Uh, and we we really appreciate y'all being here. We always love the comments. We love interacting with y'all. We appreciate folks coming in and, and getting hyped up. Yeah, a vertical challenge between basketball and volleyball. Yeah, that would be nuts. There was it was a photo. Was it Maddie Skinner? I think it was. She was like over three feet off the floor. No, like like forty way 40 more than inches. That. It was, was way like more four, than that. Almost she, four feet off the floor. Like the it bottom of her feet were close to the bottom of the net. It was yeah. bonkers. Like yeah, it's crazy. I that would be an awesome Carlos. I love this suggestion. We definitely need to see. Let's put those verticals next to each other and then see. Again, the volleyball is so impressive. Not that I'm anything crazy tall. Like I'm five foot three. I stopped growing when I reached perfection, right? So I'm pretty short. Fun size. But I'm fun size. But but I am 100% confident that 
almost every one of those women could jump easily over my head with grace and style and not even think about it. Oh yeah. Like and, then, just and then slam the ball in your face. On <laughs> right. The <way>. Directly <laughs> into my face. That, if they wanted to, they could. That absolutely. Absolutely. They're just amazing. Yeah. And, Anyway, so we'll, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'm sure we'll circle back to it again. But yeah, um, yeah so sorry. bowl game coming up. Texas. Yes. We'll move on to the Texas Sugar Bowl yes. preparation. So Sugar Bowl is definitely uh, on its way. It is close. Uh, players, the the prep practices have mm -hmm. started up. We know that um, that started last Saturday. Right. So we've got um, players starting to get ready. We know that they're going through run throughs, kind of knocking that rust off a little bit, getting ready for for the Sugar Bowl coming up in New Orleans. Uh, of course, Texas announced, and not that this is, I mean, again, we're it's, not we're not superstitious. We're it's not superstitious, but we're a little stitious. Uh, so Texas is going to show up in the icy whites like we yes. expected, but it has been confirmed. <laughs> I, I love it. I love I do too. Wait, you know, I'm always about us being on the icy whites when we're not at home. Mm -hmm. I love it. And apparently the team loves it. Yeah. Like they are undefeated in the icy whites yep. this year. They dominated in a championship game in the icy whites. Yep. Like, let's roll with the icy whites. I like I, love you know, it. I, 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 again, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. You and are. Do you think it's a coincidence that we're in the sugar bowl? Sugar is traditional. It, Purified sugar is white, not cane sugar, but it's white, white. I see white. So the white. That's the, a reach. It is but a reach. I'll I'm it. stretching. I'll, you know, sprinkle. That, that's a reach. Pour some sugar on me. You end up white. I don't know. It's sugar. But I like oh, see white. someone's right in line with you. See? Sugar. Ice crystals. Ice Thank you. Crystals. Carlos, you're right there with, with what You Megan, get what I was trying to you say. You and Megan are both thinking the same thing. Totally ridiculous. But yeah, I like it. So next week when we, um, when we have our show next week, we can get into more about the matchups, mm -hmm. what were what the matchups are looking like, Texas, Washington, mm -hmm. the players, what what we think Texas really could take advantage of. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun. And we'll break down more about the the actual game. Yeah. Game, game. Yeah. And you'll you'll be again, you'll be watching from afar from a different hemisphere even. Yeah. And I'll be logging in from like eleven PM for, <laughs> for me. Right. But I don't want to miss it. Yeah. I don't want to miss not. it. Yeah. I'm I'm making the hike out to to New Orleans. Was able to secure a ticket. Uh, due to the kindness of some really awesome folks, I was able to acquire a ticket at a very reasonable, uh, reasonable cost. So that was nice. It's, it's definitely going to be there loud and proud and be obnoxious. So um, how many of y'all are going to the Sugar Bowl? Are, are there a lot of folks in the comments right now that are going to make the trip out to New Orleans? Do you have tickets? Are you going to show up and scalp a ticket? Are you going to just go party in bourbon or in the French Quarter? And uh, The Sugar Bowl time? is amazing because you can be just oh, like – like normally when it's a bowl game, you'd be inside or you go find the, you know, it's not a party city, like the way New Orleans is a party city. So mm -hmm. when you're at the sugar bowl, you can be at any of yeah. the it, down the, you know, the Bourbon street, the downtown areas, you can be in the French quarter. You mm -hmm. can be at all the sports pubs anywhere around the stadium. There's all these different areas that you can walk up and people have the big tents and there's all these merchandise things and sports bars having different events leading up to the game. And there's so much to do. Even if you don't have a ticket into the game, there's still so much to do to celebrate the game all mm -hmm. around the stadium. Mm -hmm. So that's good too, for people who want to be part of the environment who don't have a ticket. Yeah. If you guys are traveling down there too, I don't know if y'all follow Surly Horns, Surly Horns. They are, they, they used to be Shaggy Vivo, but they okay. got, that had to change. I think I, I'm pretty sure that's the same, same setup there, but Surly Horns is throwing a really great party at 
the Manning's place, actually. So we'll post tickets, uh, links for tickets on that. VIP is sold out, but there are still some GA tickets available. Cool thing about that is a portion of all of those ticket sales goes to the Texas One Fund. Oh, that's great. So you are supporting NIL. You are supporting student athletes going to that. And you'll be around a bunch of really fun Texas Longhorn games. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's a cool thing. If you're looking for something to do in New Orleans, that's a really good place to go. Um, yeah. So you, uh, sorry, looking at next, That's looking right. at, looking at traveling out. I still haven't decided when I'm going to leave. Cause I have the dogs and I've got to line things up with my, my dog sitter. Mm -hmm. I've got to decide when to travel out there. I feel like I want to travel out there early, but I feel like it's probably best if I make a quick run day before go out. It's not day, it's, day of it's back. a haul, but it's not a long drive. It's I mean, not, it's, it's only eight, eight hours. hours. It's yeah. only eight hours. But once you cross into Louisiana, we know you must go the speed limit, or yeah. you will get a it's ticket eight. every three miles. Yes, and they make the roads like the road service completely changes <laughs> when you cross into Louisiana. Yeah. No flying eighty-five on a beautiful Texas highway. I mean, you they, can fly. You just better have you're some good suspension. You're going to hit all the hot potholes. <laughs> that you, that you, you can see, like, from just from the road, when you cross out of Texas, the maintenance changes. Yeah, a little bit. But it's a blast there. The food is so good. The yeah. music is so good. The people are so fun and nice. Everyone just wants to have a good time. So that'll be fun. What I, is your What's your favorite, like, Cajun food? Oh, man. I would have to say Boudin. Yeah. I, I just boudin. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I love all of it, yeah. but boudin. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Boudin's one of my favorites too, but I give me a good gumbo and I'm happy. Like mm -hmm. it's crazy how that can just warm you up and mm -hmm. throw everything in oh, it. I it's love all of it. Jambalaya. Yeah. I love the beignets. I, I love are you fan of oysters? And rice. I like fried oysters. Yeah. I don't like the slurpy ones. The slurpy ones. <laughs> Thank you for that lovely visual <laughs> but yeah I, I like oysters we used to i dated a guy an lsu guy way back in the day that lived out kind of in between uh, baton rouge and new orleans and when we'd go out and about there we would do oyster shots which were always kind of crazy yeah like those were richard definitely... richard loves a good muffaletta yeah the big fat bread the layers of the meats the olives all that he loves a good muffaletta i love it and i know it's not I know it's not New Orleans. We used to have a Jason's Deli that had a yummy. A, wow. No, no, no. I'm saying the muffaletta is not. I'm, that's why I'm, let me preface it by with massive capital letters. It is not a New Orleans muffaletta. Right. But it will hold you until you can get a good one. I was, I was, well, was going to say, it's like, jumping on top of no, judging you I there. I was going to say it'll hold you until you get a good uh, one. That's fair. So if y'all haven't been to the area. Um, you I've, love the Slurpee. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I like raw oysters. That's good. That's good. People love them. Yeah. And it's a delicacy and, and an aphrodisiac. Apparently. I, guess they say. I, I, I don't know that I've ever had oysters and been like, sup. You know what I mean? Like that's You're just like, yeah. What, what and, my mouth ooh, tastes like not, fish. Right now, now my is that an aphrodisiac? Yeah, right. No, but um, there's actually some really cool places. Like I've I've been to New Orleans my fair share. Um, mm -hmm. one of my favorite places that I feel like used to be kind of a hidden little gem, mm -hmm. but isn't necessarily hidden anymore mm -hmm. um, is Central Grocery and Deli. Have you ever been there? I don't. Know. It's like this little tiny. Just corner shop. It's really unassuming. It is so freaking good, though. Like, you go in. The line is out the door. You know, you get your quick orders in. They run them through, like, super, oh, super nice. fast. Some of the best food you will have in mm. New Orleans. I, uh, like, I love all the food. Yeah, it's so good. So, yeah. I, if you, 
Yeah. If you guys want, like, I'll definitely make some recommendations on Twitter here a little bit later of places to eat. And... I love fried alligator. Me too. I love all of it. Red beans and rice. I mean, they're everything's they just season it so well. And I love spicy. Yeah. So this oh so good. Yeah, but I will Cafe def- de Monde, yes, for oh. the beignets, right? Yeah, for beignets for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's again the French Quarter, it's it is hard to go to a place in New Orleans that isn't Joe's tasty. for sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely, it, it is hard to find bad food in New Orleans. Now, I've definitely had some not as great po'boys down there, down near French I Quarter. like a big chunky fried shrimp po'boy yeah. with all the hot sauce. But, but it's got to be Who touched done their right. ear? Was that me? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Probably. Maybe. Is that a thing? When you say, I touch my ear, you'll, you'll notice when you go back. I touch my ear like 50 times. So it just happened to be a coincidence. <laughs> just, that it was just a there you go. That there must mean go. something. Right. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll throw some of those recommendations up later for folks, you know, going mm-hmm. to New Orleans, some, some really good places to eat. Those and are great suggestions too. I, I straight up think if you go to New Orleans, much like Austin, if you're visiting Austin, if you're visiting New Orleans and you don't leave like 10 pounds heavier, you did New you Orleans did wrong. wrong. You got to eat. You absolutely made a mistake. Oh, hurricanes. Yeah. Like just go to every yeah. place and get those. See, I'm not get a huge. Get those 10 foot tall. I'm not a huge fan of hurricanes. It's too much mm. sugar, I think. Just sugar bombs um, for me. It's like 12 different kinds of alcohol with a <laughs> splash of juice. Yeah, that's <laughs> That is fair. I, when I'm in New Orleans, I get hurricanes. We, we used to go to New Orleans a lot for rugby because our the way our region was set up, we had to go to New Orleans twice a year for 15 season and once at least once a season for summer sevens. Uh-huh. So we were in New Orleans three or four times a year. And that, that was crazy. Yeah. We had some fun. Yeah. I have many... Many of my favorite nights that I can't remember anything about in that area. Like I, I, I have a good time. And I, I've always said this. I feel like the Cajuns and Texans are cousins, right? We cook a little different. Oh yeah, but we party just the same. Yeah. Oh, we're so. definitely, <laughs> we're definitely um, very, very similar to. That's fun. I love, I love all of our, all of our traditions. All, all right. Diamond. I love this right here. Your daughter brought sugar packets to her K State fan teacher the last time Texas went to and won the Sugar Bowl. That is, that's cute. I love that. That's good, like clean fun. What a kind. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's good kind of trash talking, right? Like it ain't going to hurt anybody, but it sure is a lot of fun to be like, Oh, Oh, did you need a little bit of sugar for your iced tea? We oh, got did all you the need? sugar here. I, I have extra packets. Don't so worry. The last, speaking of the last time Texas was at the sugar bowl, that was the infamous. We're back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So isn't it ironic that <laughs> Let's, yeah, let's talk about it for let's a second. Talk about it. Isn't it ironic that when Texas, you know, after the big win, let, let's set it up. Georgia was supposed to be in the championship playoffs. With the, those playoffs already, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be in the playoffs. They, you know, lost their championship game or whatever. So they, they were relegated to Co- a consolation prize. Yeah, it was a yeah. New Year's. But don't tell me they didn't want to be there because their two superstar <laughs> NFL running backs played the whole game. Their quarterback yeah. played the whole game. Blankenship with the glasses, he, he played the whole like they had yeah. most of their play, most they of did. their team. And Sam Ellinger just with and crew, yeah, balled out. The game was they they dominated Georgia. Georgia had a couple of late scores at the end to make it look better, but Texas mm-hmm. controlled that game. It was amazing. And then at the end of the game, right, he tells Holly Rowe, we're back. Mm-hmm. And since then, <laughs> Texas they, fans have not it, heard the end And of it. it turned out they were not back. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on just a minute, my friend. And it was a 
punchline and a joke. Mm -hmm. And even now, if you talk about Texas, you can Texas could win five national championships, and someone will still tell you, "Don't say the don't say the words." Yeah. Can we say we're I, saying the words? I said it. We said we it. We said it. We in, said it in Bama. Yep. Because the product on the field, not just be, not just because we went into Bama and won, but it was the way they right. did it. Right. The product on the field and the talent and the roster and the coaching staff, everything told us. And no, we weren't drunk because they don't have no alcohol in the stadium. The <laughs> when, at, when we left that game, we said we're back mm -hmm. because nobody goes into Bama and wins. Not and, by 10. And not by 10. Yeah. And not the way they manhandled them on the lines. And of course, Texas has gone on to be 11 and 1. Oklahoma beat Texas outright. No, no question there. One possession away from an undefeated season. Mm -hmm. And they're in the playoff. And people are legit people are picking Texas to win it all. Yeah. We're back. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that Texas is officially back at this point. I know that gives some people. I know it makes people mad. A little, little bit of PTSD, but, but that's all right. All right. So, Carlos, you mentioned you think it was Bevo's fault that he set the tone early. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I loved the lore. I was actually sitting pretty close to where Bevo was. Okay. Um, do you want me to ruin that story for you a little bit or like just I know the story. Know, I know, know the story. So Let, I would I don't know. I'm kind of torn between letting people think Bebo attacked the dog. Right. Right. But if you want to know what really happened, Megan will say because <laughs> Megan has raised Longhorns forever. She knows Longhorns. Yeah. It, and, and she knows Bebo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, Bebo's handlers in the ED of the Silver Spurs. So Bevo actually, Bevo 15 actually likes dogs. Mm -hmm. He he has no problems with dogs. He's super chill with them. Has I've, I've got pictures of him like of a dog licking his nose. Like mm -hmm. Bevo 15 likes dogs. What had happened in that event? So fun fact about Bevo, this is a good trivia moment to get people. If you want to catch people off guard about your extensive knowledge of Bevo, you can throw this on him. Bevo 15 does not like being, indoors like he doesn't like being under tents or under awnings or things like that and he doesn't like camera flashes when it's darker mm -hmm. so if you guys recall we're in the superdome which is an indoor covered, event yeah covered event and this was a photo walk to bring uga up put him in front of bevo's area mm -hmm. which was fine but even before they brought uga up bevo was a little little feisty. office game yeah he yeah. was a little feisty right he was kind of feeling it maybe not in his happiest of places, because there's been a lot of camera flashes. There's been a lot of stuff. Right. So he didn't actually see Ugga down where he was at. If you go back and look at the stanchions, they were covered. And Ugga is a short little thing, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, what, what, did, what had happened was what had happened? the way the handlers are taught is if Bebo puts you in a position, because that's still a 2,000-pound animal. He's a big boy. The handlers have the reins on each side of Bevo, but if he starts to press on one side, they're supposed to drop the reins and reposition themselves. Now, what they're also taught is if if they don't have the reins, another and Bevo starts to get a little fussy, what they are supposed to do is stand by his shoulder and put their arms over his horn, right? right. So you've got the guy standing by the shoulder behind his head, behind his horn, and you reach over the horn to help control, because much like a dog, if you can control the head. Now, granted, if Bevo really wants to do what Bebo wants to do, wants to do. <laughs> he's going to throw four full grown men if he really feels like it. But yeah. that does, once you get a hold of that horn and duck a head down, it helps control where the animal's going. So it was kind of the perfect storm. They had pressed up against the handler had let go of the rain while Bevo is getting fussy about all the camera flashes going mm -hmm. off. So at the right time, the handler did what he was supposed to do, put his arms over Bevo's 
horn. And that's what dipped Bebo's head down towards where Ugga was. Right. Well, Bebo's not having it. He throws the stanchion. Ugga takes off. I will tell you this right now. If Bebo was actually going after Ugga, that short little unathletic dog could not have run away from Bebo. Like he would have gotten to him if that was a thing, if Bebo really felt Ugga was a threat. Yeah. So if you go back and watch it, you'll see Bebo get through. As soon as everybody clears his space, as soon as those cameras stop and everybody gets away from him, then Bebo chills. He just stops. He's like, all right, I'm good. Y'all, y'all gave me my breathing space. I'm cool, man. Nice. So yeah, I, I love it. It will forever go down in the lore that Bebo set that tone and he was going after Ugga and, and the Longhorns put, you know, the Bulldogs in their place. I love that. But also let's not. Have, I mean, it's a fun story. But but also let's not have PETA. I'm here for that story. Let's not have PETA take away our live mascot either. That's not actually what happened. He's not an aggressive animal. So you, you can yeah. tell both sides of the story. Y'all just have to know your audience when you're telling it. Right. So. <laughs> oh, this is really nice. So Diamond Dirt, we've been messaging with you today. Just subscribe. Very entertaining. Thank you. Take care. Back to work. Boo. But thanks for that nice message. Yes. If you're not subscribed. I'm a, I know most of you know, but Tech Sports and Filtered has um, things going on morning to night, morning mm -hmm. to evening, every day. And now they have some stuff on the weekend and there's mm -hmm. adding some evening stuff. So you will get your Texas sports, all of it, plus NFL, plus all the other things happening in NBA that mm -hmm. some people cover. They'll be covering baseball soon. So make sure you're subscribed. Yeah, I like it. Yes. Look, Aww, you ruined the story. I did. I ruined it. I, I pooped Aww. at parties. I am a party pooper. I'm you sorry. You ruined the story. Actually, what really happened was there was a dog <laughs> and we were playing them in a game. So Bebo was pissed that they thought they could roll with the Longhorns. So he attacked the bulldog. And that's that's, that's listen, really what happened. Whatever story you want to tell, Bebo was it. trying to set the tone for Ellinger and the crew. But but I will say he did set the tone. I think yes. no matter that's what happened, no matter what the intent was or not, I do think that set the tone. It was it went viral in two minutes. Heck yeah, it did. And like you said, some people get this big wild animal out here. Mm -hmm. Other people like, well, that's what happens when you have animals. And other people are like. Did you see the handler? That's why That's, he did that. Yeah. So yeah. most, very few people knew exactly why he did that. <laughs> yeah. So fun, fun Longhorn fact. Another, again, if you're looking for just like random Bebo 15 trivia, um, Bebo, so he is actually called, so his name is Sunrise Studley before right. he became Bebo. Mm -hmm. um, but no, Sunrise Studley or Sunrise Spur? I think he's Studley. Oh, I don't know. I think the previous was Sunrise Spur. I'd have to go back and look that. But his mama calls him Pumpkin of his colors so she's always since he was a little little guy she would call him pumpkin when my son was young i called him pumpkin yeah for years was it pumpkin or pumpkin pumpkin yeah pumpkin. you got it it's that like that. pumpkin i guess right. pumpkin when, when it's that he was my little pumpkin and i don't know where that came from but he was just cutest thing in the world yeah when it's a term of endearment i think you have to say it pumpkin now today right. when he's he kicked my ass <laughs> in pool today we shoot everybody knows we shoot pool every yeah. wednesday um and we have the best billiards place we hang at on Wednesdays when I walk when I walk up the lady's like hey Rocky she hands my son a sugar-free Red Bull she knows she knows us and sometimes we lunch like well this morning we had tacos at Casa Garcia's in the same spot so half the time we do tacos first half the time we eat there because they have the best burgers the best burgers I have to tell y'all go to bet they're not paying me a penny go to <laughs> Betsy's billiards they have the so best good. burgers. And on Wednesdays, they're $5 yeah, that's off. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, and it's a big, good, 
huge meat burger. I like how this has become a foodie show today. Oh, <laughs> we love food. Heck yeah. And, and Clearly. The this is not the body cup, of a girl that misses meals. We all love food. The <laughs> crinkle cut fries are so hot. They they burn your mouth when you first get them. Like fresh hot fries, mm -hmm. which makes a difference when you get a good burger and the fries are cool. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, yeah. that's it. Go to Betsy's Billiards. They have the best burgers. So we do want to say thank you all for sticking around with us. Very shortly, we have Miss Diana Wisdom coming up. She is mother to Rashad Wisdom, who just uh, right. played in UTSA's first bowl game. Yeah, uh, senior player, senior running back. Yeah, yes. very, very cool story back there. We'll let her tell her story of her family. Um, there's a little bit of heartbreak in there. There's a little bit of positivity, a little bit of inspiration. Yes. But just a really great family. So we are waiting for Miss Diana to come and join us today um, with yes. some fun stories and fun insights. Making sure she's got the link. We had a little technical issue, but hopefully. <laughs> us and technical issues, I swear. That's how we That's how we roll with technical you know. issues. It's what it's what we do. So I do actually have some breaking news with te uh, Texas volleyball. Um, Ooh, more news. Well, yeah. Oh, give it to us. Maybe not necessarily what we'd want to see, but oh, that's no. okay. So USC beach volleyball. So Texas recently brought on a beach volleyball team, so cool. which is really development for our indoor. Right. Right. Um, USC, as you would expect, has been historically really really good they're the three-time okay. defending champion uh for beach volleyball and we're new to this sport like it's our first season right yeah the first yeah this first right. season was even a half season we right. didn't even have a full season okay. um but uh usc has just welcomed former longhorn molly phillips <gasps> as a trojan yeah so she is going to well, go play beach volleyball with usc which is pretty good for her pretty cool we'll congratulations molly we'll root her on as well so you know we were talking about portal transfers and that kind of stuff. That's a that's an interesting development. Very cool. Wish him well. Yeah, absolutely, right? <laughs> absolutely. So yeah. So okay. for those of you who don't know, Diana is going to join us in just a minute. So she, her story, and she's going to share her story with us. But all a lot of people watched the UTSA game last night. There mm -hmm. was talk early. Oh no, Jeff Trailer's fault. You know they're down fourteen. What's going on? The quarterback didn't play. People had money on that game, and it it was looking rough at the start. They were down fourteen zero early, early, but they got it going. They got some turnovers, the key turnovers. They were able to run the ball. Their quarterback got the throwing going. So it ended up being a butt kick. I think it was thirty. 524. I need to look mm -hmm. up what I had as the score, but it was a great game. And her son, Rashad Wisdom, this is her second, her second son, Rashad Wisdom, is a senior on the team, was one of the key players to help develop um, with Coach Trailer and um, QB Frank Harris. They're one, the leaders of the team that helped the transition to the new conference and they won their conference championships where they were before. And now they have their first ever bowl win mm -hmm. for UTSA. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's, that's really, I think that's special, but also and the reason a lot of Longhorn fans, Longhorn Twitter friends know Ms. Wisdom is because her son, Bryce, their family grew up around a lot of Longhorn football player families and their mm -hmm. sons all played football together. Mm -hmm. um, her older son, Bryce, passed away with, from cancer and they've gone on to be such an inspiration and they have a foundation now. Mm -hmm. So there's, a, there's so much talk to her. And so we want to talk to her about what it's like to recruit in these times, dealing with social media. Mm -hmm. And I think for her, she might have had a different side of social media because People reach out to her with love and, and compassion for her. So sure. she fortunately gets to see a different side 
but she might have, I'm sure like every parent athlete, you know, parent of athletes gets to see the messy side too. Sure. But sure. she, she's just been such an inspiration and she's with us. Let us it. know when you're ready. All right. All yeah. right. We're going to add you. Mama Wisdom is here. Yay. Yay. I was just introducing you. So I'm going to tell everybody no. Diana, you're a dedicated mother of four boys, two college football, and one's currently at Judson High School. Right? So it's a wonderful story of your inspiration to all of Texas high school and college fans. Your son Bryce at 17 passed from cancer in 2020, but you've used that story to inspire so many of us and we cheer for you and your family. Um, he had kid kidney cancer and you say that inspired you to create Bryce Strong Foundation. So we're gonna talk all about that today. Um, but more than just your family and your love for football, you are passionate about your faith, you cherish, faith, family, and football, and you have experiences that have changed, that have shaped you into being a resilient and compassionate individual who strives to make positive impact in the lives of others. And I know as someone who follows you on Twitter, you absolutely are an inspiration. Welcome. Yes. yes. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. So I appreciate you being here when Rocky reached out and asked come on. I'm like, what? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've rushed home today and uh, got on, so I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. It's, it's an absolute pleasure. So, well, just well, yeah, we truly appreciate you being here. Yeah. Um, so, your your family story has, you know, so many trials, so many tribulations. But we definitely want to say, first of all, congratulations. We you got your rocking your UTSA. Yes, man. The bling. I'm loving the bling. Congrats on the bull win. Girl, you were representing on Twitter <laughs> last night. I love it. Oh, we can't oh, hear you. Oh, it's okay. Oh, you can't hear me? Nope, no, okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I uh, couldn't be there in person because I figured if I went, we would lose because I've oh, been to. No. <laughs> I'm staying home so we can win. And we won. Yes, I love how, it. How were you feeling when it was fourteen down fourteen? Oh, were you believing, or were you, what was going on in your brain? Football, there's four quarters, and right? The, I mean, that. So yeah, I was. I was like, I'm not there. I'm win. One with. Oh, no, you're cutting out, it, Mama Wisdom. If you'll scoot a little closer to your um, microphone, I think that might help a little bit. I think, yep, perfect. Okay, let's give it a try there. Um, but okay. you were saying it was amazing watching your right. Absolutely. There's four quarters of football, so you never had a doubt in your mind, right? <laughs> you saw it. Never. I'm going to get there and win, and I'm so, so proud of the whole thing. I really am. I love it. Well, they play. So a really cool thing for folks that may not know is that your son had his 56th career start in this wow. bowl game, which is a UTSA uh, record holder. Like that is a record for UTSA. So it was both your son, uh, Rashad, and also uh, Joshua Cephas, who had yeah. those 56 stars. So your son is forever in the record books with UTSA. That's got to be a cool, a cool feeling. Did he... Was that special to him? Did he did he make a note of it, or was it just another day of football? You know, he went in there to just put the city on the shoulders and make, guess, say, a program 
that people could be proud of. And he did that and so much more. You know, I talked to him and I'm like, you know, do you realize you did, you did it? You did it. And he's like, there's up mountain. I just got to keep going. Just so focused, driven. Meanwhile, I'm screaming and exactly. <laughs> so humble and kind. Sometimes I'm like, where did this come from? Because I'm losing mind, but <laughs> right. <laughs> Proud of them and so excited. So everything extra, you know, thing. But um, he's been effective. That's what I can. So he that bit. <laughs> yeah, so so audio is breaking up a little bit, but it sounds like he came in and absolutely accomplished his goals. He came in, you were mentioning he wanted to put San Antonio on the map. UTSA is not a school that always gets the accolades and the love, um, you know, as as one of the programs in Texas. And one of his big goals was to come in and represent that city, represent that school and here he did it in the record books, you know, UTSA, he's leaving as a senior with on a bowl win with that. That's, that's gotta be a proud moment as a mama. It really is. It's just so exciting to see him living his dream, living the dreams that I had for him and then some, you know, so I'm just so excited for him. It's just a great day. I'm just, <laughs> you know, usually this time of year, I'm kind of down and out and sad and missing Bryce and, but Bryce is in the details. I tell you what, I mean, he's here. He's, I feel it. Our family feels it. Our community feels it. It's just amazing. So I am stoked. I am so freaking fired up. I don't even know what yes. to do with myself. I'm not cuss. Can you cuss on podcast? Right. You can. Where's Texas sports unfiltered? Unfiltered, mama. <laughs> All right. We, we can. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm so Yes. Thank you for joining us. So the reason I invited you, not just because UTSA had a moment, a momentous moment last night, uh, mm -hmm. winning their first ever bowl game, go, you know, elevating the conference that they were playing in and coming off conference championships and just building a culture of success at UTSA. But because your family has been such a good part of it, such a big part of it. And tell us what it was like. I know, especially as your son, Rashad Wisdom, you know, he they mentioned him several times. First, I hope he's okay and healing. We know he went out a little early with an injury. And you said he's good, good. So <laughs> we're, we'll leave it at that. Um, so tell us what it's like to watch your son as, as they're building a program and knowing he's a leader and he's part of something. You can tell it's going to be something good, good. It just... This is what he went there for. He went there with a purpose. You know, he tried to make the decision that best suited him. Um, and the degree that he got there is what he wanted to do. You know, cybersecurity, it's not easy. Being a student athlete is not easy. But, you know, he really thought deep and hard about it at the age of 17 when he even started his recruiting process. He was just years beyond, you know, where he should have been, I think. He just was thinking outside the box. Um, I'm just so proud of him. I'm just so excited that he's fulfilled all of that. And now he's reaching new heights and new goals. And he even superseded some of the things that he had for him. So for me, that's just, you know, again, the details. Like, I can't even express it more. I'm just, I'm just, I'm in awe. I'm still floating. I don't think my feet have touched the ground in a week. For, you know, I walked the stage getting his degree then last night, I'm just, this mama is happy. 
Yes, that's what we want to celebrate. Feel those good vibes. We I know love your yeah. family's been through so much. So that's why I want to celebrate you and your family because yeah. these stories need to be told that it, it, things don't happen in a vacuum, right? They happen with a community and they happen with all, all the different stories that intertwine. And that's why I think you're such a great story. And the reason we know your story is because you were friends with other Longhorn mamas and Longhorn families. And if you don't mind, tell us about Bryce and how we all became to know each other and the ins the inspiration and the legacy that your son has has left for us. Gosh, wow, where do I start? I know, where do you start? It's just a small question, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, Bryce, um, when he first was diagnosed, he was 15. And during that battle, you know, uh, Rashad had already decided that he was going to UTSA. so. He was starting his freshman year there and Bryce was battling. So throughout all of that, that's when I started, you know, the Bryce Strong Foundation Facebook page and people just started following. But, you know, football is a family in itself, you know, and we're all in Texas. So Texas football is just different. And uh, Rashad did a lot of recruiting visits. He went, you know, he went out to UT. We were there for that game that went to like three overtimes and I, it was just crazy. And, we just got to know a lot of people, you know, at UT and fell in love with the coaching staff. And, um, you know, it's just, it started from there and then it just grew. And I got to, to meet and I don't even have met them personally, you know, in person, it's just been on social media and all the mamas that have reached out. And then some days, you know, I just needed some encouragement and I believe I had lost Bryce and I get this package in the mail from all of my Longhorn mamas Oh. with a bracelet and it was a necklace um, and just some words of encouragement and don't make me cry. But a lot of them, you know, would send me prayers and, you know, and they know who they are. Some of them are still with the Longhorns. Some of them have gone to other teams, but even, you know, Bryce's last new year's, we brought in the new year at the Valero Alamo bowl. That's when Caden was there. Caden mm -hmm. and Bryce were good, great friends. Even Dicker the Kicker reached out to Bryce. And, you know, it's just so many players on that UT team that reached out to Bryce. And at the time, it was Coach Herman. We have a, a, a acquaintance, I guess. You know, we know Coach Herman because of his times at U of H. And my older son played at U of H. And played under, you know, Coach Herman was one of the assistants there at the time. So he sent the shout out to to Bryce and the Valero Alamo was kind enough to give us a, a suite. Bryce was in the hospital and we were begging and pleading in the hospital. Please let us out. We got tickets. He's going to be in a suite. They're going to let him on the field. And so he was out on the field and Caden out on his Bryce Strong shirt. And it was just amazing. And then, you know, this was his last year on this earth. He brought it in with his UT family. I mean, it couldn't have been any better. So, you know, you guys won that game we were screaming and it was just the great way to start the year and so from there it just continued and then you know all the ut mamas still just show me so much love and you know we all call each other sis and but the moment at uh, the day that i actually get to meet these ladies i think it's going to be a time a time because <laughs> i call their sons my bonus babies you know they're my nephews and they were all messaging me last night as well, watching the game and making sure Rashad was okay. But it just, it's just amazing. You know, again, it just goes back to community and, and all of that support. And 
I'm just so grateful. I'm just so humbled. And I just feel the love and, you know, a lot that's going on in the world. You can think that people are just jerks, but people are not jerks. There may be one or two bad apples, but it doesn't spoil the whole bunch. And I tell you what, if Rashad wasn't at UTSA, I'd be a hook em all day, all day. <laughs> I you swear. Can we can do both. There's, it's all in the family, right? Yeah. Right. Well, you know, know UTSA's coming from Texas. Yeah. You <laughs> never know. I got one more. So, you know, we got one more wisdom coming up. He keeps saying, I'm going to be a Longhorn. But I'm, you know, Coach Trailer's like, hey, you're going to be a, a roadrunner. So we'll see. What grade is he now? But, he is a freshman. He'll be a sophomore next year. And he's currently, he'll play, he's playing on varsity. So, wow. you know, and he, yeah, you know, he has uh, some big shoes that he's coming behind in our family with uh, all four of my boys play football. All yep. are DB. That's all I have. I call myself the real DBU. <laughs> and I'll let you figure out what you, what you means. <laughs> Uterus. The Uterus. <laughs> That is me. I well, we, we need to get you a shirt, like quick. Yeah. We need to get you a shirt. That's With a bling, me. please. With bling. You are right. the real. Yeah, yeah. I, need, <laughs> I need one of Rocky's dresses or something because the 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 fabulous outfits that she I got you. Girl. I'm like, oh my gosh! I was like, how does she do this? She's I amazing. I, just, I don't time. own a pair of cowboy boots. So I need that too. Game. I could have hooked you up some blingy UTSA. You know. So we'll see. But so yeah, but that's kind of yep. Oh no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's it. I can talk for days. Go ahead. No, I, girl, that's true. That's why we do this, right? So <laughs> one of the things you mentioned is that the community really rallied around your family and and showed a lot of support and you heard things. You know, we we've had our fair share. You you mentioned you can see some ugliness on social media from time to time, and people mm -hmm. can be perhaps a little overbearing and, and say some things. Yep. Can you speak to just the kindness that you saw? And and because again, social media can be two two different beasts, right? It can be a, a pillar of kindness and sharing and caring, and it can be an ugly place. But um, can you share with us a little bit what that was like, you know, and how people were For reaching me, out? Yeah, people were reaching out. You know, I had some good, bad, and the ugly, but I didn't focus on that. Mm -hmm. You know, social media is what you make it just kind of like life, you know, because I could be sitting here curled up in a ball, sad, mad at everybody and hating the world because my son is gone. But I don't I don't operate that way. That's just never who I was. So I kind of just look at the positive. People will say negative things, but I look at it as, oh, you just want me to say something so I can shine some light on you. Maybe you'll get some extra followers. So I just ignore it. You know, the people that matter don't care. And those that don't matter do. And I, I just, you know, I just don't care. I don't, it, it's just, that's not a part of what I am. If they want to be miserable, well, so be it. I'm not on that path. I'm running my own race and they can catch up if they can. If not, bye. So <laughs> they be, that, that ugliness drags them down. You're miles ahead of them. I love it. I, I love, love it. Exactly. I love the way you said, don't shine a light on them. One of our other good mama, Longhorn friends, Dr. April Finkley, she says, don't water the weeds. Mm -hmm. And that's, yep. that's great advice because sometimes, you know, people can just be mean. And if you, if we respond or we, and we do it too, we all get caught up in it. We all do, mm -hmm. but then they get the attention that they're seeking and we have to right. like keep reminding ourselves, 
don't water the weeds. And because there's, and like you said, look for the good. There are people, kind people doing good things every day, and we have to choose to look for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, can you tell us a little bit about the Bryce Strong Foundation and what the mission is and, and how people can find and help and contribute? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I would love that. So, the Bryce Strong Foundation is a foundation that uh, both Bryce and I talked about. Um, it happened one year, it was Christmas, we were in the hospital. Um, and a mom and her daughter came through with a cart and they had toys and they came in our rooms, like pick out whatever you want. So again, toys, Bryce is 15, uh, probably 16 at this time. So he's like, no, I'm good. I appreciate it. So he was like, you know, mom, all they ever have are toys for kids, for like babies. Like, I don't want a toy, you know? He plays his Xbox, his PlayStation. He listens to his music. He has his earbuds. He likes to shop. He's on an internet shopping. He likes to look good. He may be in the hospital, but he had to have a nice fit, you know? Mm-hmm. Rocky, I'm pretty much saying, you got to look good. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of what we wanted to do. We wanted to fill that gap for the teenagers. Like, girls want purses. They want makeup. Uh, you know, things that they can do in the hospital and the beds are so uncomfortable for not just the kids that are there, but for the parents. There's times both me and my husband, we're in there for a week. Then he would come in, then he'd stay for a week. Mm-hmm. So what we did is like Bryce, you know, we're really big on comfort. So we got all UGG blankets, all UGG comforters and pillows oh. and sheets. They're so comfortable and, and warm because they stay cold all the time. The hospitals are cold. So we made sure Bryce's bed was always, you know, fitted with some of the best, you know, linen, not just the hospital stuff. And, you know, so we were like, let's do this for everybody else that's a teenager and let's bring them in. You know, they would have game systems, but they didn't have enough to go around. So everybody had to share. So we were lucky enough where Bryce could bring it in. You know, he had his own. We would bring it from home and we would set it up. And so we started that foundation so that now we can do this for kids or I should say teenagers just like Bryce and I like to give them the good stuff because a lot of people kind of equate cancer with poverty or you know oh well they may not have this or they may need and it's not always a situation you know it's just medically it's a lot it's just a lot on a family because now you can't perform at work because that's what I would run into I was getting written up at my job because I couldn't meet certain goals. My son's fighting for his life. So if I not meeting a goal or sales goal, sorry, you know, I'm trying to keep my son alive. But so those are the types of things that people don't realize and and think of. Yeah, you have insurance, but a lot of things aren't covered. So there's not a lot of things that you can do for a shot that's $7,000. But then they want you to fill out a pamphlet of forms to just get that funded. So I wanted to be the foundation where if a parent calls me up, so I just need to pay the mortgage or I just need to buy groceries. I don't have time to fill out this pamphlet. Your kid is fighting for their life because I went through that. But I was blessed to where I had people that started a GoFundMe account. And I kept saying, I don't need the GoFundMe account. We're good. You know, and they're like, no, 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 you're going to have this. But and I'm grateful for it now because Bryce was able to live his life golden for for the two years that he fought for his life, he didn't want for anything. And, you know, Rocky, you came in towards the end when we got the final, you know, say that, you know, we don't think he's going to be here much longer. So I said, well, we're not going to sit here and wait for you to die. We're going to get busy living. He wanted to go to the beach. Now that is when everybody 
blew me away. And this is in the middle of COVID. We had people from California reaching out because that's the beach we were going to. The police department, fire department, football teams. Because Malcolm Brown, ex-Longhorn, he was playing for the Rams. Malcolm reached out. Malcolm was going to help out. They were going to meet us at the airport, escort us to each beach, make sure nobody was out there, make sure nobody was there that could give them COVID or get them sick. We were going to take pictures. It was just amazing. We had it all planned, and he had no idea what we had planned. And, you know, then he got sick on a Friday. We had just taken him home from a test that he did. He got sick on the way home. I didn't know what was wrong. We called the doctor, and they said that his lung collapsed. They saw it on the uh, x-ray or whatever it was that he was getting done, and we needed to bring him back to the hospital. That's when we called the ER. I mean, the ER, the ambulance, and he never came home. He passed away that Sunday. We were supposed to board a plane that Monday. Mm. And there was maybe about 15 of us, the whole family, his girlfriend, his girlfriend's sister, mom. And all of this was funded through our GoFundMe. Um, And we were able to really set him up and really give him what he wanted. And we never made it to the beach. And the money that we had for that, and again, we had insurance for burial. You know, I had life insurance on all my kids. But it wasn't enough. So the money that we had from the GoFundMe was able to send him off with, in a blaze of glory. And <laughs> we were able to pay for that. But, you know, so the foundation is really something that I want to do for families where you don't have to fill out all this paperwork and all this medical jargon that you just don't have the mental capacity to really think about and do. Because I won't say the name of the organization, but it's a very big one and Jude is in the name and I've reached out to them and and uh, I was kind of just pushed off like I was asking for you know an oil change and it really really upset at me and that was in the beginning of his fight and I promised myself that no parent should ever have to go through what I went through so this foundation is what I'm using to help parents that are like me that just want to save their kids life we're not asking for a lot we just want something to help, to give us encouragement, to make them more comfortable. Things that they're not going to think of because nobody's fought cancer before. So I've been there. So I get it. So I know what they're going to need and when they're going to need it. So I try to provide that so it's okay when they are they just get tired because you get tired. Yeah. You know, the fight is a, a never-ending one. And you have your good days and you have your bad days. And there's going to be a time when they, yeah, you may ring the bell and God willing, you live, but the living still is is difficult because you're constantly worrying. And is it coming back? Is it coming back? So, but all of that to say, you know, that's what the foundation does. We give endlessly without question. And I do do some, you know, I guess, you know, pre-qual on my own to make sure the story's legit and things like that. A lot of them come from referrals. The doctors can't pretty much refer because, uh, you know, of HIPAA and things like that. But I, I do find out about parents and families that people will let me know about. Um, but now, you know, we have the, the uh, waiting room. There's a new hospital that was just built, that was being built when Bryce was doing his fight here in San Antonio. It's called the University Health Women and Children's Hospital. We have pledged a, a $250,000 donation. And with that, we get naming rights for the waiting room in that hospital that has just been built. And we will do the ribbon cutting ceremony January 15th. 
So with that, we're doing a, uh, I don't want to say toy, like a gift drive that I want to bring all the gifts in for the parents, for the kids. They could come in and pick out what they want. We're going to celebrate. We're going to show this new room that we got. But in the meantime, I'm still raising funds for that, you know. That, so yeah. if I can find a donor. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great point. Listen, we we are yeah. happy to share. We're happy to get that that word out. Can you tell us what what are the items or financial needs or, you know, even time donations, volunteers? What are what are you most in need for for the Bryce Strong Foundation? And how can people find you to make those contributions? Right now, we our website is uh, BryceStrongFoundation.com. Also on my Facebook page, my Bryce Strong Foundation page is no longer. It was hacked by somebody overseas. So I shut it oh, down. No. So now people. Yeah, you can follow me personally on Facebook. I also have an Amazon list with the items that we're looking for to have sent. Um, and it will come directly to me. And then I will package it all up and bring it to the hospital. But we also have a link on our foundation page uh, where we're raising the funds for the hospital to, to complete our $250,000 donation. Right now, we're maybe at about $15,000. So we have a long ways to go. So I'm just out asking anybody that can help if they want to donate. There's a link on our foundation page and the money goes directly to the hospital. It doesn't even come to the foundation. Um, so all that money that I'm raising, I've partnered with Kendra Scott. We did a fundraiser there. They gave us two hours to sell as much as we could and they would give us 20% of the profits. We wow. sold $8,000 worth of items. So we raised a little over $1,300. So it's just, you know, our Facebook page, our website, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. You can always message me directly. And if I can't get back to you, somebody on the foundation, but we're doing the work. We're trying to make a difference and I'm going to find the cure to cancer. You heard it here first. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I don't we have this last name of wisdom for any other reason. No so. notes taken here. That That is yeah. noted. We've got it officially on the books. You, you will make that happen. <laughs> if anybody can, yes. it's you, that is for sure. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> Diana, I think uh, like we've communicated over time and Twitter and things, but I like my brother was 17 when he passed away, different mm. uh, means. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know what it's like to lose a child, yeah. but I know what it's like to lose my brother at that age. And so mm -hmm. I think about your son often when I think about my brother and then my dad, you know, he passed from cancer mm -hmm. also a couple years ago. So when you talk oh. about the cold rooms and the long waits and the, you know, they're coming through with things that aren't for the adults or the teens. Yeah. I, I, I understand. And also I, so just my heart goes out and I can empathize with what you're, with what you're saying. And I appreciate so much that you use this, your story, your family story to just do good for others and really look because you're fortunate that you were able to give your son the things they need. You realize not everybody gets that. And right. It is overwhelming. And even if there are families that may have the means that it's an overwhelming emotional time, all the things. And you may be just too overwhelmed to take on the, like you said, filling out a stack of forms to get something covered. That's yes. going to be too much for someone. And yes. so I appreciate that you, you used your experience and now you're creating this big, wonderful thing. And that's, mm -hmm. that's really beautiful. 
So tell yeah. you what, we will reach out and we will make sure that we have, we've, um, for, for those of us listening, for those of you listening along, please check the comments on both Facebook and the YouTube channel. Um, we've posted the link for the Bryce Strong Foundation. Um, we will also share that on social media. We will, um, any links that you can for donations um, and any uh, any opportunities really- to, to help support, uh, you know, sure. Mama Wisdom's right. amazing cause for her, her son, Bryce. Um, Oh, oh, looks we like we lost, lost her. her. Oh no. Oh, Here, she's, she's back. back. She's back. Let me add her back. <laughs> yep. Oh, we almost lost you for a second. So yeah, sorry. No, that's okay. So we will absolutely share. Um, you guys, please keep an eye on Texas sports unfiltered. That's T S U unfiltered on, uh, on Twitter. Um, we will put it on Facebook. We will have this out, um, on, on our social media platforms for ways that people can donate. So, Mama, can we ask, is there, you know, financial donations go a, a long way, but you had mentioned too, um, you know, having those warm sheets made a big difference or having video games that that he could play. Uh, there aren't necessarily enough to go around. Is there an opportunity for people to donate items as well? You mentioned your Amazon list, which we will, again, we'll share that. We'll make sure that folks have access to that. But is there a time and a place, uh, maybe January 15th at the event, that people can donate items? And if so, please let us know where that is and what items are most needed. Um, A lot of the things on the Amazon list um, are pretty much it. It's really blankets that are real cozy, the gaming systems, and gift cards. Gift cards for delivery services. So like... Uber Eats, DoorDash, Mm -hmm. so that way they can order what they want. It'll be delivered to the hospital because hospital food is not good. And the kids don't want to eat it. So Bryce loved Chipotle and and Chick-fil-A. So, and it was right across the street from the hospital. So they like knew us on the first name basis. But, you know, just because a lot of people will give gift cards where it's like to a specific restaurant and that doesn't help because now you got to leave and you lose your parking right. spot and that's a lot of work. So yeah. So the delivery food delivery um, and gaming systems, makeup purses, things that young ladies were like, I don't really know because I didn't have girls. So I'm, <laughs> I know what the boys want. I know what I like, but I don't know if the girls like what I like. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. But you know, just any and everything and the monetary donations go a long way. Cause I will go out and purchase some of their own. Um, and if there's anybody that works for UGG or anything that wants to donate and knows how I can get it. Cause I've reached out to these companies and sent requests to see if they would just donate. All I need is about 29. There's not very many teenagers you know, in the units, about 29 to 30. So, you know, it's a small ass for a huge company, I think. But if I can get more and I can affect more hospitals than one, I will do it. So you said January 15th, that's a Monday. What time yes. is that event, the ribbon cutting? Um, January 15th at 1130. 1130 a.m. Okay. And again, for those yes, listening. And that's a holiday. That's Martin Luther King Day. So people will be off it that sure day. Is. That is perfect. Yes. So, yes. And folks, again, we will share all of this information on social media. Um, of course, we want to get San Antonio area. Yes. In the San Antonio area. Um, we yes. want to make sure that folks show up and, and show that support for this wonderful thing that you're doing uh, in the memory of your son, Bryce. A- again, you're a strong football mama. You've you've raised a bit, got that football. DBU. You got that DBU. DBU. Yep. <laughs> and we know, we know. Uh, but yeah, we your story is absolutely incredible. And and what you're doing to be able to take 
um, to be able to take a, a, a story that is sad and turn it into something that can be a positive for so many. And, and these small things go so far. I think that's what people forget. Yeah, Again, you mentioned yeah. little things and, and how much just a yeah. simple act of kindness or a, a simple thing is a, a warm, fuzzy fleece blanket can make a world of difference for somebody who is absolutely fighting for their lives and for looking sure. for just that little piece of comfort. So thank you yeah. again for, for sharing that and for doing all that you do um, and, and really paying it forward and, and trying to make the world a better place. That's and thank you. Thank and you. Thank you for having me. Your big win last night. Yep. And Keep on celebration. <laughs> and, and just your, your son is part of creating the new legacy of what is UTSA football. And we're, we didn't even get into, Ooh, Jeff trailer being pulled away to other big programs and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> everybody wants him, which is a good thing. It's a good thing that everybody wants him because Absolutely. he's a damn good coach. And I wish he, he was still really on staff. Good man, good yep. coach, salt to the earth guy. And you're, I love that he's building his program from the ground up. The way he and he's to. developing he players. He's recruiting, you know, young young players and building them up and coaching them up with a great staff. And they're doing it the right way, right? They're staying yeah. in school, clean program. I love it. I lo I'm really proud, and I'm glad your son Rashad. And then you have your next son is what's his name? Our freshman Miles. 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 The class of oh, 20. Yeah. 27? 20, what is he? 20, 27. Yeah, because my daughter's 26. She's a sophomore. Yep. All right, class okay. of 27. We will see. Yep. We'll, we'll be looking for yep. that, that Longhorn signing day in, in Oh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll be up there, I'm sure, on recruiting visits. So when I come up there, I'll let y'all know. Also, when UTSA plays Texas next year, let's connect. Yes. Throw down. And you should join us for the big tailgate and meet some Absolutely. of the mamas. Absolutely. Yes. I would love that. Get in touch with. We will all connect and you make sure that would be great. We'll plan that. Yes. So, let's do it. All right. All Christina, right. We again, thank you all for, for staying with us a little long. We appreciate it as <laughs> always. Miss Diana, your story is so inspiring and so wonderful. And we wish thank you nothing you. You and your family, nothing but the best of luck. We will share all of this incredible information yes. where people can donate. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate you. You're the thank best. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Thank Hook them. Y'all gonna win. I'll be we watching. Will. I'll we will. Win. I'll be we're, we're doing our part from right here. We're trying the best. <laughs> Happy National Signing Day. All right. <laughs> Love it. Have a great day, Mama. <laughs> thank you. Take All right. care. Merry All right. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. That was awesome. Just wonderful to have her on. So again, thank you all for, for staying with us a little bit over time. I think that's a really it's important a good cause. Story. Really great story. So as always, y'all, uh, please like and subscribe. Make sure you're following and liking and subscribing to Texas Sports Unfiltered on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. You can find us on social media. You can also listen to our podcast, the full audio uh, afterwards, uh, after we have these live broadcasts. That is at Fire the Cannon One on Twitter. Um, and follow along on your favorite podcast platform. So yep. as always, y'all, we want to wish you very happy holidays. Enjoy all the holidays. Please do have a great time for those yes. traveling. Be safe. Thank you. And as always, <laughs> I'm Megan. I'm Rocky. And we are Fire the Cannon.